I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is where it all began. <laughs> He's so handsome. You're so handsome. He's so handsome. Oh, come on, Captain. Let's just finish this hand, huh? Welcome to House of Hoops, episode 50. It's Monday night, January 25th, 2021. I'm Jeff Hausman coming to you from Memphis, Tennessee. On the show tonight, it's me and Brian over here. Jeff, what's going on? What up, Brian? Brian Clark. Yeah, Brian's a regular guest around here. Bo is out. Laddie's out. It's just me and him. We're going to have some fun. We're going to talk some damn hoops. House of Hoops is on Twitter. It's at House of Hoops. It's H-A-U-S of Hoops. We're on Instagram at House of Hoops Podcast. You can call the house phone. It's 901-365-75. Leave a voicemail. You got three minutes. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Bring that beat back. Brian, how you doing, man? Great, man. <laughs> uh, episode fifty, huh? Yeah, that's a that's a landmark, I guess. Zebo, that's right. It's not quite a year. Fifty for the city. We've done every week for almost a whole year now. I think we're gonna make it the whole year. I've, it seems like <laughs> we're gonna make it. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna survive this pandemic. You're gonna make it a year. Make it a whole year. It's pretty exciting, I guess. So it's Monday night, and uh, we've got the game on. Uh, we're watching Oklahoma versus Portland. It may be a little too distracting, though, 
for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just drawn to a television. <laughs> shiny, shiny thing. I don't know. Whatever. Probably won't be watching much of it, but maybe out of the corner of the eye. I don't know. It's on there just to keep us uh, company, maybe. Let's talk about this week. What have you been up to? You know, the usual working and uh, living and trying to avoid COVID. Mm-hmm. Pretty good week at the house, I guess. Uh, NBA League Pass was free this week, <laughs> this past week. So I watched a shit ton of basketball. Yes. <laughs> Just randomly cruising through the channels at the house. It was early, Monday or Tuesday night. I've got uh, AT&T U-verse. And so the League Pass channels start um, after all the movie channels. So, you know, you, you're kind of bored, hanging around the house. It's late. It's cruising through the movie channels to see what you got, mm-hmm. you know. Good fellas is probably on. <laughs> Casino is probably on. I'll just cruise through and, and see where they're at. You know, pick one. Mm-hmm. And you know, you get to the you get to the bottom of the league pass channels and they're just blank. Well, I see there's a game. All right. Kind of click through and you see on the little on the guide you've got the little picture at the bottom that shows what's happening on the channel as you're clicking through and it, it looked like live basketball. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I jumped on my laptop and it was, Googled this league league pass free this week. And it, it was. So, yeah, just I think my I don't think I turned my TV off all week long. <laughs> I just constantly had a basketball game on whether I was watching or not. It is a nice luxury to be able to just uh, to be able to flip on any NBA game that you want to watch. It's a nice thing to have. And if you if you're just bored, you rewatch some game that was good. You should probably just buy a league pass. Yeah, you can you can rewatch old games, right? Yeah. Do they, do they do uh, condensed games? Yeah. You got the condensed game. You can finish a game in like 30 minutes. I like that. They they do that for, uh, I usually buy the uh, MLB package, MLB TV package. Yeah. So I can watch the Cubs all year. I don't watch the condensed games though. Because it's like a highlight reel. Yeah. You don't really get a good picture of what happened. That's, that's great for, but if you're a fan of a team, like for instance with the Cubs, yeah. if I couldn't watch the game the night before, like, I mean, am I really going to sit down and spend three hours watching a baseball game that happened yesterday? Yeah. No. But I can spend 30 minutes. Yeah. I get that. I don't, yeah. It's probably different for baseball. Yeah. NBA, it's too much shit happens. That's true. And baseball, yeah. They're just showing you the hits. Mm-hmm. Strikeouts, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much it. The, yeah. the big plays. Yeah, the big, yeah, big defensive plays. Oh, that sounds like a great way to watch a <laughs> baseball game. <laughs> it is. It's awesome. Um... <laughs> I don't use, I mean, I'll watch big matchups on MLB TV. Yeah. I try to watch as many as many Cubs games as I can. Basketball's different. If I had league pass, basketball's a sport where I can watch any any two teams. I don't give a shit. Uh-huh. I can just turn it on and watch. Yeah. Baseball's not really the same. Football's not really the same. It's I got to have some interest with with those sports. I mean, in baseball, mm-hmm. there's there's so many games. Mm-hmm. You're watching, you know, if you if you – a fan of a team, you're watching, you know, five or six games a week. There's five or six games a week available to watch, whether you watch them all or not, you know. I'd be willing to bet during a season, there's not even enough hours in a day to watch all of the games. Like, would, would you be able to watch every game from beginning to end in a Major League Baseball season? Absolutely not, no. You'd, you'd be struggling <laughs> to watch all the condensed games all day. <laughs> yeah. That's why we do pick games. Just zero in on one game a week, and then whatever else we watch is just a bonus. 
Brian brought over these Trulies tonight. They're wild berry. 24-ounce 20, hard <laughs> seltzer cans. Two for five bucks. These things are hilarious. <laughs> they're, they're huge. I've never drank. I don't think I've ever drank this much. This much seltzer. Yeah, it's, it's not like a little 12-ounce where you just you just slam it. You just, uh, <laughs> it's, this is work. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've been drinking this for 30 minutes, <laughs> and I just opened it. I don't know. Mm. Mm-hmm. It is good, though. Uh, I don't know that I've ever had a Truly before. It's not. It's pretty good. No, I've never had one. It's a nice experiment. They're just. It's a lot. And when you crack it open, it smells. It, it's just the wild berry flavor, yeah? Okay. So you crack it open, and it smells like a shitty canned wine <laughs> it's pretty funny though they're, they're these are ridiculous like <laughs> i can't imagine buying one of these and like drinking it like anywhere i couldn't i couldn't imagine <laughs> buying so much. Like, i bought two I, I bought one for each of us but i couldn't there's no way i'm drinking both of these <laughs> all right <laughs> i i just want to hold it for a while <laughs> Ridiculous. It's gonna get warm before we finish it. Yeah, probably. Probably have to drink a beer Ooh. next. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, for those that don't know, me and Brian work together, so we see each other probably too much, and <clears throat> so that's all both of us have really been doing this week. I mean, my days are they're pretty much spent looking at the stock market and making gambling picks on my phone, watching basketball, working, and then maybe like a couple movies a week just to break up the monotony. But this week, I don't know. There, there was a a presidential inauguration on Wednesday, right? That was Wednesday, yes. Yeah. I don't know how you feel about it. I didn't really celebrate. Do you celebrate something like that? No, I mean, the... <sighs> I had the the coverage on. Usually, the I'm just not into like the pageantry of that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, it just seems kind of superfluous. It's like, all right, you know, we, I mean, it's you know, it's great to celebrate democracy and free and fair elections in our country, but it's a show. Sure, yeah. This one was a little different, you know, because of what we've been through, mm-hmm. especially the past couple of weeks with the siege at the Capitol. However, however you want to put it, the coup attempt, right. Leading up to the election, you know all the, all the misinformation that came from the previous administration and yeah. uh, the media outlets that buddy up with them. I don't know. I was thinking celebrating seems like more of like a, something that Donald Trump's followers would have done. Yeah, I see what you mean. Wasn't really really stoked on like throwing it in anybody's face. Yeah, or celebrating it outlandishly. I'm just happy things are going to be different. That's really all it comes down to. I felt I did. I, I mean, I felt some relief watching on Wednesday. Yeah, like, oh, this is happening. Because <laughs> I mean, you, you you never know. You know, yeah. the, the Q storm could have could have come through at any moment. You know, <laughs> yeah. I was just kind of happy it was happening. I had it on. I was working, but I had it on the TV, just glancing over once in a while. Saw Bernie sitting over there. You know, that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> it's historic. You know, it only it only happens every four years. So, <laughs> yeah. Might as well watch it. What else happened this week? Uh, I got a cousin that lives up uh, near Chicago, 
And she actually has been to a couple of these Green Bay games. Packers games? Just makes the drive up? Uh, her boyfriend's a Packers fan, I okay. guess. So I don't know. I think they live in Chicago. I'm not really sure. I should probably know, but, you know, I got a lot of cousins. But what I thought was interesting is uh, she was texting in a group text, you know, with me and a, all the fantasy football people in our family. Somebody asked her how they were getting the tickets, and I thought this was kind of interesting, and it kind of relates to sports and our podcast, whatever. She said her boyfriend is the uh, season ticket holder. So I guess five days before the game, they're able to log in to like a queue for tickets. And you just first person to logged in has first dibs, I guess. Hmm. So they had two successful attempts at getting tickets. They went to two playoff games, huh. which is pretty cool. I mean, to be able to go to a playoff game. She said the social distancing was done well and everything was up to par. Everybody's separated, whatever. Still a risk, I think. Sure. But to be able to go to a football game outside, like now, I I would do it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, (laughs) what an opportunity. A playoff football game. Green Bay lost, though. Sorry. Sorry to your boyfriend. She's a damn Bears fan anyway. It's kind of <laughs> ridiculous that she was actually going to these games. <laughs> Brian, did you see any news in the NBA this week? Or is there anything you want to talk about right off the bat? Nothing really big. I didn't really see anything aside from just COVID shit. Just more games postponed. That's about it. Yeah, I believe the I read something that the the positive test went down. There were eleven last week. There were sixteen the week before. So that's that's good. Yeah, it's trending in the direction you want it to go. There weren't any big trades, were there? There was the, there was the Kevin Porter Jr. trade. Oh yeah, Cleveland shipped his ass out of there to Houston. Yeah, for a for a heavily protected second round pick. And I mean, you got to figure that's just kind of a reclamation project kind of thing. Yeah, Houston might be turning a corner. DeMarcus Cousins has been playing well. Yes. They might be uh they might be on the verge of winning some games. Houston. Something to keep an eye on, I guess. Could be a good situation for Kevin Porter Jr. I mean, they've got Cousins as a vet, Walls a vet. Houston's uh, on a two game winning streak. Oladipo. I mean, that might be a good could be a good situation for him. Sitting at six and nine. Yeah, Oladipo's gonna be so good there. And and uh from what I've noticed in the press his viewpoint is so night and day to what Harden was putting off. Oh, sure. That he's like just optimistic as hell. Where Harden was like, "This is just not going to work." Blah 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 blah. And Oladipo is just being positive and and maybe setting a, a new tone in Houston. Houston's six and nine right now. They're not out of anything. No team is out of anything. Everything is really jumbled up in the standings. I mean, you've got. Your tops at the top and then the bottoms at the bottoms. But in the middle, I mean, you're looking at the difference between the Kings, who are 6 and 10 at the bottom. They're only six games behind the leader. There's a lot of teams that are jumbled up in three to six games behind a lot. Teams that are coming around now still have a shot. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's pretty tight. And so wide open. Mm hmm. Here's a bit of a 
NBA news that just came out today. What? There's a possibility we may have an all-star game this year. That's weird to me. I agree. You're going to get everybody together and party? Get them all together and let them spread all their COVID? That seems like such a bad idea. Yeah. So mid-season break is uh, March, March 5th through the 10th from uh, ESPN. A story posted from uh, Woj, Woj Bomb at 4.33 p.m. Central Time. Um, yeah, NBA has a mid-season break set for March 5th through 10th. Um, mm-hmm. NBPA president Chris Paul, the Phoenix Suns, has been a proponent of the idea, which would include the showcasing and benefiting of historically black colleges and universities and COVID-19 relief funds, sources said. Okay. Uh, they're looking at Atlanta for a site. So maybe it's more like an, an awareness situation? I guess. Like a like a, a, a positive thing for Black Lives Matter? Sure. More than just like everybody just going to Vegas and partying? Yeah. Maybe like they use the proceeds for some kind of fundraiser, maybe? Yeah. I could see that, but the idea of getting everybody together in one place just seems like like contrary to what the NBA is trying to do with COVID protocols. Uh, it's talks are centered on a stripped-down all-star game scenario that would largely be focused on the game with little in the way of fan-related experiences, if any, surrounding it, sources said. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Getting everybody together to play a game really it seems like a lot of... It's like the opposite. A lot of direction. risk. Yeah, a lot of risk. I read an article. Um, John Hollinger had an article last week on the Athletic with his idea on what should happen in the second half. Mm-hmm. Just discussed. Uh, talked about how the, the cancellation of games. It's going to be hard to replay all these games. They've got wiggle room because they've only put out the first half of the schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, but the second half could be pretty tough. He suggested just changing the way they schedule. Completely. Mm. Going with uh, more division-heavy schedules mm-hmm. where teams in the same division play each other more mm-hmm. and just completely cutting off the Eastern Conference teams from playing the Western Conference teams. Um, and his reasoning for that was to limit the uh, number and exchange of opponents to help with uh, contact tracing. Does that hurt the competition level? Yeah, it could, but I think they've got to, they're going to have to find a way to finish the season. You're going to really get to know... Those teams in your division. That's true. That's true. <laughs> You're going to get sick of these dudes. <laughs> <laughs> I think he said, I mean, and, and he, t- he talked about possibly doing a multi, more multi-game series as well, where instead of, you know, maybe playing a team twice, you play them three or four times. Hmm. Whether you play them, you know, twice in one city and then fly back and play them twice in another. But I think they need to cut travel. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think they need to limit exposure from team to team as best as possible. I don't hate that idea. What about sending, like, groups of teams to the bubble at a time to just cut down contact tracing? So you have, like, let's send 10 teams to the bubble. The other 20, you guys go ahead and play, or, or vice versa, whatever. It doesn't matter. Send half the league to the bubble for mm-hmm. two months. Okay. And send the other half of the league to the bubble for two months. Okay. Well, something like that. That could work, maybe. I don't know if it's fair. It's fair if you send half and half. If everybody ends up in the bubble for a couple months, and it's fair, because I, I get it. Like nobody wants to go. Like you can't. And putting all those guys in the bubble for a long, long time is probably not the most reasonable thing. You probably have players opt out again. Yeah, I think there's some pushback from players in the bubble, and the idea of going and being away from their families and girlfriends or whatever for. 
that long. But what if it's just for a couple months, like 60 days? They did 80 days last time. And then you finish up the season, and then you you bubble up for the... Mm. Then you're talking about going back to the bubble. Back to the bubble. I think they have to finish the regular season outside the bubble because these guys already don't want to go to the bubble for the playoffs. Right. What if you just do one month? (laughs) Everybody (laughs) alternates a month in the bubble. All right, you 15 teams go for a month, and then the other 15 teams go for a month. Back and forth, and then maybe there's like two weeks off, and then you go bubble up again, just the playoff teams. I don't know. Something like that might work. I don't know if Hollinger's onto something where he's reducing contact. So you're not playing the whole league. You're just playing a percentage of the league. Yeah. Whatever that is, 25% or whatever. He's on to something there as far as keeping the games from being postponed. That's the main issue right now. And and guys testing positive. Like you don't want anybody to be positive just because they're playing basketball and spreading it around just because they're playing basketball. Like that's, that's the nightmare is that everybody gets COVID and something terrible happens. Uh-huh. Like somebody gets really sick. That's the nightmare. Somebody dies. Yeah. Yeah. That's the that's the worst case scenario. A dude dies. Mm-hmm. It's a legitimate concern. It's, I don't know. Uh, it's a very serious topic. Hollinger didn't really touch on this in the article I read, but I, I kind of thought that maybe if you do play the division-heavy schedules, if a team has to sit out, maybe it'd make it easier to reschedule. Like, say, the Grizzlies are, have to play the Spurs mm-hmm. four games, and the Spurs are out. Maybe they can reschedule those games, and, uh, you know, the Grizzlies could play another team. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but then you're moving too many games around. You think about, you know, if somebody says, oh, well, you know, that's not fair because, uh, I'm, you know, I'm in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. and I want to see LeBron play here. Well, you're not going to see LeBron play here because you're not going to be in the building. <laughs> no. It doesn't really matter who plays where. You don't have to worry about LeBron no. playing in Orlando. No, not or Giannis for Giannis playing in Phoenix. It do, you know, it doesn't matter. No. None of that matters. They're, everybody's watching on television. No, the league is the only reason they're playing games is because they want to keep the league generating revenue. Yeah. So it doesn't just end up like a closed bar on the side of the street. <laughs> The NBA didn't make it. Didn't make it. Closed due to COVID. They're trying to make it. They're trying to keep everybody getting paid. It's not just the players. It's people that work in these arenas and work on these teams. Like we know people that work for the Grizzlies. Uh They they will lose their jobs. Mm -hmm. They will lose their jobs if the NBA like stops for too long. That's to shut down and end for a year. Like nobody's working. Nobody's getting paid. Uh Yeah. They're doing their best, but they're also there's just so much risk with this thing, with COVID. I feel like they're really getting close to something terrible happening. Uh, I hope not, but they're they're flirting with it. Yeah, the Grizzlies have missed. Uh, they've been out. It'll be five games because their game they were supposed to play tonight. I think and I, I assume they'd be back Wednesday. It's been like two weeks now, um, but their game Wednesday is canceled. And they were going to return Saturday and Monday. They were playing the Spurs. And now we found out that the the Spurs game got canceled tonight. Or tomorrow. They were playing tomorrow. Yeah. 
Uh, who were they playing? Dude, they're going to have like 10 games to make up. Yeah. If this goes much lot. longer. It's a lot. If this goes for another week or two, it's going to be like 10 games to make up. How are you going? That's going to be three weeks worth of games to make up. Where does that, where, when do they do those? They're going to cram in a shitload of games in the next part of the schedule? Yeah, there's gonna there's gonna be some work to do on the second half of the schedule. Shit. Spurs Pelicans. Spurs Pelicans what? tonight. Spurs Pelicans supposed to play tonight. Oh, got yeah. postponed. <clears throat> so who knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe the maybe the Spurs. Maybe they park the Spurs and they don't play for five or six games. Well, then when you know when do the Grizzlies get to play again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This I mean it could it could happen over and over again. It could you know, this could happen ex- exponentially to more teams in the in the league. Or they just they come back and they're ready to play, but the team they're supposed to play is out. Pelicans should probably just stop playing <laughs> altogether. They should just they're out for the year with COVID. Wrap it up, everybody go home. I think we we've I think we've got some some Pelicans notes later. Yeah, we could talk <laughs> Pelicans in a little bit. Let's see. I kind of wanted to look at the standings and just kind of point out streaking teams, and then we'll move on. So. Philly was on a win streak. I think it was like four games. But they just lost to Detroit tonight, which is ridiculous. Houseway. You're supposed to be the number one team in the East, Philly. You just lost to the last place team. Uh, That was like the big streak in the East that I wanted to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) I just knocked out 15 minutes worth of the pod. Thanks, Philly. Let's switch over to the... Western Conference where streaks are actually happening. I mean, the Heat are on a three-game losing streak. I guess that's worth mentioning. Heat. The Heat and the Celtics, I feel bad for them. They've had serious COVID issues. Celtics have able to withstand Jason Tatum having COVID because they have Jalen Brown, and he, <laughs> and he might be the better player. He's really good. It's, it's so funny, and it's interesting to see now. What happens without Jason Tatum? They continue to win games. He's back. He's back Tuesday. He's back tomorrow. I hope he's all right. Or tonight. I hope he's feeling good. Yeah, Tatum. Tatum is back tonight. Okay. They're playing Chicago. Yeah, they're beating Chicago right now, right? Yeah. Tatum's uh, Tatum's sitting on a nice eighteen four and five. Okay. In the fourth quarter. Right now we're watching this Oklahoma. Portland game and Oklahoma's winning forty five to thirty six in Portland. <laughs> no no CJ. No CJ. No CJ, no Nurkic. Oh yeah. This injury ridden Portland team. But the Thunder's still the Thunder. Yeah. I would have taken Portland to win this game. It's still early. It's only the second quarter. We'll keep you posted. <laughs> Streaks. Okay, Clippers on a seven game winning streak. Utah's on an eight-game winning streak. Utah's been good. Mike Conley's been good. There's been some controversy there with Utah. We'll get into that a little bit. The Grizzlies are on a five-game winning streak. <laughs> the long it might be the longest-running winning streak by the end of this. Like they've been on a five-game winning streak for like six I'm weeks. <laughs> <laughs> this could turn into history. Losers, Pelicans are streaking in the wrong direction. Thunder. They could end their three-game losing streak tonight. Yeah, I don't think they will, though. Portland's uh, sitting in fourth place right now. 
three games behind the Clippers in first place. The Suns have lost a couple in a row. They're falling off a little bit. Yeah, you got teams moving up. The Rockets, too, winning. It's just kind of interesting to look at it once in a while. Like, who's who's streaking? Like, that, those Jazz and Clippers streaks are no joke. So when you're getting into seven and eight games, that's serious business. That means you're doing something right. And the Lakers have won a couple in a row, but whatever. The defending champs don't need to be talked about on House of Hoops. Hmm. It's not really what we're here for. Timberwolves finally won a game, huh? <laughs> they got, they're four and eleven. Detroit's four and thirteen, which makes Detroit the worst team in the league right now, at a two thirty-five winning percentage. You're winning less than a quarter of your games right now. I don't know. That's all I really have from the streaks. That just thought it was interesting to kind of look at the standings. Anything on that, Brian? No, I think you covered it. <laughs> the season, uh, it, it's it's been a weird season so far. Not just due to COVID. There's been a lot of injuries, man. Mm-hmm. There's been a ton of injuries, and I don't. I, I think. I mean, if there was a quick turnaround from season to season. I don't know if these guys. I don't want to. Assume anybody's conditioning wasn't where it needed to be, but well, that's a debate that some people are saying that it's got to play into it. Um, it's just been terrible. A lot of injuries this year. I think there's injuries every year. You're just noticing it. <laughs> <laughs> Combination injuries and and the people that are out with the guys that are out with COVID. It's like wow, there's a yeah. lot of people out. Yeah, it looks worse than yeah. normal because of COVID safety protocols. I mean, just looking at. Looking at guys that have just been out, you know, just recently. Uh, you got Tatum that's been out with COVID. John Morant was out, sprained ankle. Yeah. Safety protocols. CJ McCollum is injured. I don't have all the injuries reports uh, ready in front of me. But. Evan Fournier's been injured. <laughs> and if you're wondering why I'm listing these names, it's because it's the top four guys that I selected in fantasy <laughs> basketball. <laughs> Team's not doing great. Yeah, everybody's struggling, though. It's not just you. I think our standings are probably going to look a lot like the NBA standings <laughs> where it's a big jumble fuck. Yeah, it's just a big fight fight for mediocrity. There's probably like a couple guys at the very top and a couple guys at the very bottom, and then there's a free-for-all for those last playoff positions for those top three to eight spots. Yeah. We haven't had fantasy basketball playoffs in quite some time. Mm-hmm. Maybe we will this year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, unless the NBA just calls this shit off and is like, nope. That's another po- real possibility. They just shut it down. Not be good. No. They shut it down and then they're like, oh, let's wait a month and wait for everything to cool off. I think I heard that somewhere. That, that was a possibility somewhere. I, I think they limp their way to the playoffs. Yeah. They I have think, to. I think they limp their way in. They get that however, however they can, and then they bubble up for the postseason. I don't know if you listened to last week's episode, but I talked about getting the G League going. I, I thought that was a great idea. That's coming. It's going to happen. Idea. I mean, if they want to fucking force these games to continue, like, why not? You just line up the PJs down in <laughs> Orlando, man. <laughs> Start shipping out that those players like freight. Brilliant. And get Amazon to (laughs) 
handle the whole Amazon Prime that shit. <laughs> Amazon surely could handle the distribution of these players. <laughs> oh shit, the Lakers are on national television tonight. I can get you four G Leaguers right now. <laughs> yeah. From Orlando. <laughs> I think they gotta like that's gotta be the move. If they want to check out that card, I got them coming. Cut down, cut down the team postponements. That's it. Just a shitload of fill-in guys, just to get to that eight, and then your G League players come into contact. <laughs> uh, the okay. league should just open up the like open the G League up completely. You can have any player. <laughs> <laughs> Like, take whatever player you want off of whatever team to get your eight-man rotation and keep the games going. Like, there's another thought. That G League select team that mm-hmm. they're putting together, yeah. like, surely they'll be down there, right? Yeah. I yeah. think a lot of a lot of those guys, I don't, I don't know if a lot of those guys can play, though, because they're farm the those are guys that, uh, that, that skipped college. So what? Straight out of high school. You think we, you think we break the rules? It's a pandemic. What do you have to lose? It's a pandemic. Jalen Green has to play with LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's uh, like it's, that select team should be open to the highest bidder. Sure. <laughs> Here you go. Hey, that solves that solves a lot of problems for the Nets. <laughs> yeah, they just bring in uh, four select team yeah. players to give them depth that they're Missing greatly. Oh, man. Uh, Chris Gioza has COVID. <laughs> oh, did he test positive? Nah, he's running a fever, <laughs> so we got to get Jalen Green up here. <laughs> Slide him in. <laughs> I love it. Fuck it. Use the G League to your advantage, NBA. Come on. What's it even there for? To develop players. What's better development than playing in actual NBA yeah. games? Indeed. I think they should do it. Whatever. Nobody, like... Can we get a memo to the league office? We need to get Josh Finelli in here to call the league office <laughs> for us and yell at some secretary. Yes. I don't know. We're kind of going. Brian, do you have anything else before we get into the pick game? I've got one more bit of NBA news. All right. I took a nap today. You're going to have to wait a second because I can't <laughs> find it. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and Patrick Beverly. Are ruled out tomorrow against Atlanta. Oh, hopefully these guys don't test positive. Kawhi and Paul George are out for health and safety protocols. Patrick Beverly is out for right knee soreness. But the game is still going on. Uh, the game's well, yeah, it's the Clippers and it's on NBA TV, so they're going to play. They're going to lose. They're going to well, but they're going to play. They're going to lose. They're uh, <laughs> smart money's on Atlanta. There goes your streak. Smart, yeah. The streak is over. Maybe Jalen Green plays for the Clippers tomorrow. They haven't started the bubble yet. <laughs> <laughs> this is L.A. We're talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's, he's probably just down the road. <laughs> yeah, that's the the select team that's based in uh, not L.A. But if they're somewhere in California, oh yeah, it's it's out there. Yeah, fucking Bakersfield or something. Some shit. Uh, okay, yeah, that's gonna be a tough game for. Ty Lu, I don't like betting in the Hawks' favor. It'll be interesting to see what that line is, though. I bet it's really close. 
I bet it's like a three or four point spread, even with those guys out. I mean, you're not completely dead without those three guys. You still got Surge, <laughs> Lou Williams, Nick Batum. The Hawks win about half their games. They can probably win this uh, one. One of the Morris guy. I don't remember which one. One of the Morris twins. I think it's Marcus Morris. Clark Household fan favorite. Zubak. Reggie Jackson. And then that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah, the Clippers are going to lose. Why am I looking at Dude, I think the truly is getting to me. Mm. I, I pulled up the 76ers roster because <laughs> I'm thinking of like Doc Gooden. <laughs> what? Doc Rivers? Doc Rivers. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Doc Gooden? Oh. <laughs> he played he played baseball. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's about enough of the news for me. I think it's time for us to move on to the pick game of the week. Pick game. Yes, it was Wednesday, Memphis at Portland. That game was postponed. As if you've been listening, you already know. I have in my notes, will Memphis continue their winning streak against Portland? I was really psyched for this game. I was looking for the bubble rematch. There will be no bubble rematch. So now... I'm thinking and I'm texting with, I, I don't remember if I was texting with you or Bo. I was like, what was the other game we almost picked? <laughs> it was Dallas at San Antonio. And it was a Friday game. So we went from Wednesday to Friday, which gave us a little time to kind of get ready and prepare for the next pick game. This is what they call down in Texas the I-35 rivalry. Oh, Dallas was sitting at seven and seven. San Antonio eight and seven for their records. Should be a good game, is what I was thinking. Dallas was favored two and a half come Thursday night when I looked. When you placed your bet? Yeah, I bet on the Spurs. I took the dog. <laughs> <laughs> the Spurs have beaten Portland, the Lakers, and the Clippers in January. I was thinking maybe maybe they got this. But that didn't really work out in my favor. I would have much rather watched Memphis versus Portland. I was really actually looking forward to that the, uh, bubble rematch there. Even though it's just a regular season game, like John Morant was back, Damian Lillard. Like both teams are kind of hit with injuries mm-hmm. and missing players. So I thought it was kind of a fair... Like a Dame versus Jaw, man. Like really, yeah. <laughs> Memphis, Memphis, Portland's a it's a fun matchup. That's gonna be a good one, I think, for a while. Anyway, so whatever. I watched the uh, Spurs broadcast because they well for one they were the home team, and because the Spurs have uh, Sean Elliott on the broadcast, so it's Bill Land and Sean Elliott on the call. It's pretty good. I kind of enjoy that. I always like the X players. Sean Elliott's a smart guy. I really enjoyed watching the game. We had also just done the Dallas pick game. I don't know if it was like a couple weeks before or whatever. So, yeah, I kind of wanted to focus on the Spurs a little bit. I've been interested in them. I think they've been better than I thought they would be, and they've been winning games. Brian, did you watch the game? Uh, I watched the second half with you at work. Okay. Uh, we both worked Friday night. At that point, our patio was still closed. Right. 
Oh, yeah, because in Memphis, we are going from 25% to 50% this week. Capacity in restaurants, yeah. Right. Friday was the last day of the 25%, so we had just closed the patio. We have a little... Um, it's not really a patio. It's like a sometimes patio. It's a room with big garage doors that open up. <laughs> so you get a little bit outside in there. Yeah, when you want it. But to get to our 25%, we just we just shut down the patio, eliminated all those tables to get us where we needed to be. Mm-hmm. Smart. The proper, proper amount of seats in the restaurant to meet the 25%. Uh, yeah. So instead of watching basketball, Brian was playing around with his chairs and tables, <laughs> which I pretty much refused to help with. He did. <laughs> Refuse. <laughs> uh, I probably, honestly, spent more time watching you sweat. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> watching the game because the the Spurs kind of made a late run. Yeah, it got really close at the end, and I was I was really into it, no doubt. <laughs> it got like there was some fucking questionable shit at the end of that game. You were really into it. <laughs> we can we'll get there. Let's get into the beginning of the game. I I thought it was fair to bet on the Spurs. I didn't think it was that outlandish, but. Betting against Luca with Porzingis out there is just not a good idea. Luca was having his way with this team all night. So DeJounte Murray, the starting point guard for the Spurs, he rolls his ankle after about 60 seconds of the game. And uh, he never returned to the game. There was a couple of Spurs players that stood out to me, though, in this game. One being Lonnie Walker. And the other one being Keldon Johnson. These are both starters that I was kind of like, wait, who are those dudes? Like, who are those guys? Lonnie Walker had the privilege of guarding Luka Doncic most of the game. Lonnie Walker's the dude that plays for the Spurs that had the hair, like the tall hair last year. And that's why I didn't recognize him, because he's cut it off. Um, He still has his super long arms. Like, he's he's an athletic guy. He's long and... Looks like a great player out there, but I just did not recognize him without that hair. And this is the first Spurs game I've watched this year, I think. Usually I just look at what teams they've beat and whether or not they're a winning team. Because I didn't I didn't really trust the Spurs this year, but they've surprised me. He explained in an Instagram post, he decided to grow his hair out as an adolescent in an attempt to create what he called a cloaking device. To shield the pain of suffering sexual abuse as a child. Oh, I did read about this. Yeah. It's an interesting know. coping mechanism, but hey, if it, you know, yeah. if it works for him. Well, he was just a kid, him. you know, when he yeah. decided to start growing his hair out. Now he's tw- he's getting in his 20s. He's like, I guess he's making strides to get over that. Maybe cutting the hair is like, uh, you know, like turning a page. Right, moving on. The guy's struggled with some injuries in his career so far, so whatever he's got to do to get his mental right, I say go for it, dude. Six days ago on Twitter, Lonnie Walker tweeted, your boy real life getting facial hair. Never thought I'd see the day. So, I mean, the dude is still growing up. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not unusual for a early but a guy in his early twenties. Did he did he think that 
he just would never grow facial hair? Or did he think that he wouldn't survive to the age? That's a good question. He had a couple smiling hair. emojis, so I okay. think it was more like probably just joking. I ain't know. never had facial hair. Yeah. It's probably one of those situations. I mean, dude, I couldn't grow a beard until I was like thirty-two. So when you Google Lonnie Walker, you get this. Taking everything into consideration, Walker will likely end up becoming a good but sub-all-star level guard that can average just under 20 points on a decent, efficient game while spacing the floor and being very reliable defender. He sounds like <laughs> Popovich's dream player. Like, yeah. Popovich just wants like eight of those dudes and he's in his role with them. Yeah. Give Popovich eight Lonnie Walkers. The Spurs are kind of doing weird things. They're playing four guards at a time. Lonnie Walker's one of them. He's got a couple guys that can slide into the power forward role. They're just quick. They're defensive. They score. They do whatever he wants them to do. Yeah. For a team that's kind of getting slow with with DeJounte Murray out, you got Patty Mills who's an aging backup point guard, and then LaMarcus Aldridge is kind of like a shell of what he used to be as far as his mobility and athleticism. But... Lonnie Walker is like the definition of a 3 and D. It's a Kawhi Leonard 2.0, I think. He was a 2018 first-round draft pick, 18th overall. He's 6'4", sometimes listed 6'5". He's a shooting guard. I guess he's 22 now. But he was a McDonald's High School All-American in 2017. How about that? I just tried to chug Truly, and it went all over. We're st- we're still drinking the yeah. same Truly I cans. can't get it done. We've been drinking this for an hour. Do we, do, should we move on? I'm, I'm almost done with mine. <sighs> because I'm a man. There's work to do here. <laughs> There's more beers over here whenever you're ready. I'll switch to beer but immediately. You, I think you know that. <laughs> got some of them ranch waters in there, too. That's not a beer. That's, a That's not what you want. Uh, you got a beer? Those ranch waters, I had one of those. Are those the spicy ones? The spicy ones. Yeah, they're good. I had one. Yeah. They're spicy. They got a little little kick to them. But it's not like a spicy beer. Yeah. I think I like spicy beers. Okay. Maybe not spicy seltzers. Gotcha. Because you get the beer aftertaste. It's like a different thing. Yeah. Have you had spicy beers? Like like pepper-infused beer? I don't think that I have. You should try one. I'd probably be into it. I'll find one. Sure. No, they're good. I think you would. I had one when I forget who it was. There was well, who was it? The uh, beer fest. Oh, the Cooper uh, Young yeah. beer was, fest. Yeah, or, okay. some, some beer fest. I I donated like thirty dollars and got some beers. One of them was like a spicy beer. It was super good. Hmm. I'll try to go back and find out what it was. Surely, uh, I can look that up somewhere. I like the, I like those spicy ranch waters though, because you get you, it's like a, it's like spicy lime, you know. Yeah, it did have the yeah a little bit, but I don't know. I can't imagine sitting around drinking more than one. Yeah, ranch water. I've had a, I've had like two at a time. <laughs> My girlfriend Alexa grabbed it and she was like, "I want to try it." Took a swig. She's like, mm, <laughs> For one, she's not really big on spicy stuff. And for two, she thought it was going to taste like ranch. <laughs> <laughs> when when I first saw the ranch waters, that's what I, I thought it was. <laughs> I 
thought it was like a, like a ranch flavored seltzer. And I was like, we, we have to get those at work. Why we sell so much ranch? I guess it's like a, everybody loves ranch kind of marketing strategy. Well, it's, I think it's, um, it's brewed in Texas. So oh, I think so it's, it's like the other think, ranch. Yeah, I think it's like you know, I think it's like a, it's not like ranch dressing. It's like a yeehaw ranch. <laughs> that explains the horns on the can. Yeah. All right. And the in the <laughs> in the Texas Longhorn orange. They don't realize marketing. The, yeah. The maybe they didn't uh, put that together. People are gonna think it tastes like ranch. <laughs> that was. I mean, that was my first thought. Ah, it's really funny. All right, where were we? Lonnie Walker. Lonnie Walker. Yeah, there's mixed. Uh, Lonnie Walker gets kind of mixed reviews. Like one week people are saying that he's a standard league fantasy player, and one week they're saying that he's belongs on the waivers. Like he's, he's still a little up and down in his game. He's got a little maybe consistency to work at with his game. Young guy, though. In this game, he played 29 minutes. 9.6 rebounds, 6 assists, made 3 of 7 from 3. All of his made shots were 3s, though. He went 3 of 9 from the field in the game. So that's not, like, super productive, but he's contributing in a lot of ways that don't show up on a stat sheet. Guarding Luca is a big way of contributing. Yeah. But I think Luca kind of had his way with him. Luca had, uh, <laughs> Luca had 36, 9, and 11. Regular Luca line. That's a Luca line, yeah. This guy is so good. I mean, he didn't score 40 on him, so. Yeah. Job well done, young man. Luca is so good. Dallas is so lucky to have him. They they won this game. Final score was 122-117. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dallas has been up against it with the uh, with the COVID, the health and safety protocols as well. They had uh, Benny Smith, Kleber, Dwight Powell. It's Kleba. Kleba. <laughs> and Richardson out. They had they had I mean four players that you know put some minutes in for them that were out for health and safety. You got to say Kleba, Kleba like they do in Boston. Kle- There's no fucking R's. <laughs> Kleba, yes. <laughs> Noma, <laughs> Noma, take my sister out for a date. <laughs> All right. <laughs> What's that? What else you got on uh, Dallas's COVID? Anything? That's it. Oh, all right. Well, I don't feel bad for Dallas. Sorry. No, they're they won the a, game. They're missing a couple players, but they, they still the have their best players. Yeah, and they won this game. <laughs> Before we get too much into the game, there's another player that I was super interested in on the Spurs. This one more than the Lonnie Walker. Keldon Johnson. If you don't know who this is, you need to pay more attention. He's another starter. So he's a guy that the Spurs play at like shooting guard, small forward, and power forward. He's at 21. He's a Cal guy. He played for Kentucky. First round draft pick, 2019. 29th overall. A real steal for San Antonio, it looks like. Like they did their homework on this guy. He's he looked he was hustling the whole He's game. fucking awesome. Yeah. I will take eight Keldon Johnsons. Yeah. In this game, 35 minutes, 17 points, 14 rebounds. That's a career high. Three assists. He did foul out, but it was intentional foul time. 
7 of 14 from the field. 0 for 3 from 3, but that's okay. You don't worry about that when you're uh, rebounding and getting points up. If you're only taking three threes, that's not, you know. Oh, yeah, he's not putting up. He didn't go 0 for 7. Yeah. And had he taken 7, who knows, maybe you would have been closer to 40%. Yeah, his rebounding, I guess, is part of the reason the Spurs are comfortable using him because he's a good rebounder. I think he's had kind of a rough start to the month so far, but I say that because he's only hitting 33% from three, but his career average is 41%, so I think you'll see him coming back. I think he'll have uh, some better games ahead of him. But he looks really good. Kelvin Johnson, I'm a fan. He was all over the place. I'm fucking all over. He was everywhere. I mean, getting floor burns. I'm a fan. He was all over the court. He's athletic as hell. He can score. He can get to the hole. Looks like he's doing whatever Popovich tells him to do, which means he's coachable. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if that comes from Cal at Kentucky, where guys are just more coachable after leaving there, (laughs) or if it's just how this kid is. I don't know. Yeah, I say that because some of these guys are getting away with murder in college, not being coachable. And it shows when they get to the pros that there just wasn't like enough stability or if I don't know if that's the right word enough. Um, no, it's like, like they haven't been taught to take direction. Right. Like enough uh, discipline, you know, in college. But I think he plays, uh, Keldon Johnson, I think he plays pretty good defense. He's very intense, so much energy. What I didn't know about him was how intense he was. And this dude is like running all over the court, like you said, and he's hyping up his teammates. He's, it's not just about him. He's yelling at DeMar DeRozan. Like, <laughs> he's like, come on, man, yeah. get your energy up. Yeah. It's now or never. I didn't know that about him. Yeah, it was very. I came away very impressed. Yeah, he's definitely a contender for the uh, Brian Clark Lunch Pail Hall of Fame. <laughs> I think yeah, I think he's that worker guy. It's good stuff. Speaking of DeRozan, he did a great job at the end of the fourth, getting to the line. Yeah, I think he. Yeah, he was he was doing a great job taking to the rack, getting fouled, and getting his free throws in. Oh, kind of. Yeah. I mean, brought him back. You know, that no game, doubt. That, he, I mean. He, not single-handedly, but but him going to the line. I mean, that, that game could have ended 122-102, you know. He's still very solid out there. He's not going anywhere. He's the type of player that you're more surprised when he misses or makes a bad play yeah. than the other. He's just solid and dependable. I kind of relate him to the way that, as Grizzlies fans, we looked at Mike Conley. You don't expect bad things. Sure just that that guy you don't view him as a superstar but he's he's just a good solid Mm -hmm. you don't want to say he's a rotation player no he's he's got more than that but when the game comes to the end or if it's a big moment like you trust him trust him enough to not do something stupid or and to rosen's case to actually make a damn difference Mm -hmm. like conley was a little more passive than he to rosen but i think popovich has worked with DeRozan to let him know that hey man you are the guy here yeah, this is your team. You are the guy. Hopefully he can bring up some of these young guys, like Lonnie Walker. If Lonnie Walker can be anything like DeRozan, then 
Yeah, Lonnie Walker, Kelton Johnson looked very impressive. I mean, I thought uh, – obviously, I focused a lot on the Spurs in this game because, we, like I said, we just did a Dallas pick game. So I just kind of, like, leaned more towards – I want to know more about San Antonio. Yeah, we talked about San Antonio's missing a couple players. Derek White was out of this game for San Antonio. He still has a uh, toe fracture. That's got him sidelined for four to six weeks. That was on January 9th, so maybe two or three more weeks. LaMarcus Aldridge, like what's the story with him these days? You watched some of the game. What do you take away from LaMarcus Aldridge? Uh, I mean, he's just a, he's just a different player now. He's he's aging. He's not bad. Yeah. But I mean, a, he could still run out there. Yeah. He can get up and down the court. I don't want to I don't want to say he's past his prime, but he's no longer in his prime prime. He's just the big man. He's the big fundamental guy on that team now. He, I mean, he he reminds me of, uh, I mean, he's not as tough as Zebo, but kind of the, the late career Zach Randolph, you know. Yeah, you can. I mean, you can you can get it to him down low and trust him to get a shot, score a bucket. Um, he's still a double double threat. I feel like it's weird because it's San Antonio. It's so easy to just say he looks exactly like Tim Duncan towards the end of his career. <laughs> like, there's a game plan, and Popovich and Aldridge are both playing into it. I didn't. I, I said Zebo because I did not want to say Tim Duncan. <laughs> right. It's too easy, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 But it's weird because he's just using them exactly the same way. But, I mean, Tim Duncan affected the game in more ways mm-hmm. than LaMarcus. Not a slight on LaMarcus because, you know. Yeah, and LaMarcus Who's shoots, Tim Duncan, you know? LaMarcus Who, shoots more threes. Yeah. Duncan was way more of a post player or a mid-range shooter, which Aldridge can do, but he he hit four threes in the first quarter of this game. He likes to mix it up. If the threes aren't working, he pounds the paint, mm-hmm. which he can still do. He's, he knows all the tricks in the in the lane. Yeah, LaMarcus had uh, 26 points, 11 of 18 field goals, 9 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 block. Those threes would be the only threes of the game. He only played 30 minutes. It's pretty solid production. He looked like he was feeling it in that first quarter, though. Like He was feeling good. And I was feeling good about picking the Spurs. <laughs> when he's hitting those threes, I was like, oh, hell. <laughs> Let's go. He was coming off of a really bad game a couple days before against Golden State where they lost, but he rebounded well. He came to play in this one. He looked like he was having fun out there in that first quarter. During the game, I'm watching Rudy Gay as he tries to take guys one-on-one, and I'm seeing Popovich kind of pull him aside and talk to him. I just wish I knew what they were saying. (laughs) I wish I knew if it was positive reinforcement or if he's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, like, stop, what do you, don't do that. You don't play for the Kings anymore. I wish I knew what Popovich was saying in those situations. I'd be willing to bet it was more positive, knowing Pop and knowing that Rudy's kind of a veteran now. It's not like yelling at him like a little kid. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's so weird to think of Rudy as a, a veteran. He's a big guy out there. Yeah. He takes up space, and you still have to guard him. That was what I always liked about him when he mm-hmm. played in Memphis. Was like, hey, you can't just leave the guy. Yeah, like he yeah, demands. You can't help off of him. Yeah, you can't. And if you do, Zach 
Mark, Mike, Tony, like they're going to find him. I mean, that was always my favorite part about Rudy Gay's game was that somebody had to guard him. <laughs> it opened things up for other players. That being said about Rudy, he did yam one down in the first quarter. Like, Zing, Porzingis just got out of the way. <laughs> He's like, oh, no. <laughs> Not posterizing me. Rudy came barreling down the baseline, and Porzingis just got out of the whole way. And uh, Sean Elliott on the call goes, why is Rudy so angry? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was great. More on the first quarter. Luca had 19 points in the first quarter. It was still a pretty close game at the end of the first. It was 37-34 Dallas. On to the second quarter. Dallas went up 17 it looked like about that time Dallas kind of stepped up their defense, started attacking the rim more, and just kind of chipping away at the deficit at that point. At the halftime, it was 68-58 Dallas. I didn't really have a lot of notes from the second quarter. You know, it was just kind of scoring, and uh, the Spurs kind of digging a little deeper on defense. It was Walker, and it was Johnson. They were just su such athletic wings like i said the spurs are playing four guards at a time they're playing a point guard DeRozan, and then those two guys but dallas controlled the game it was an uphill battle the whole time for san antonio i was looking for a good rudy gay james johnson matchup didn't really get a lot of that no a little bit in the third rudy hit a jumper right in james johnson's face and that was kind of like the only time I saw them match up. <laughs> James Johnson was so deflated afterwards because he was like, oh, all right, I'm going to shut Rudy down right here, this play. And Rudy hit the shot. And, like, Johnson played good defense on him, but Rudy hit the shot, and Johnson just – his head just dropped. His chin went to his chest. James Johnson's not, like, getting scored on. No. I feel, I feel like he's grown into the role of he's going to be the – he wants to be the shutdown guy. He wants to be a 3 and D. Yeah. That's his way of staying in the league. Yeah. He's still got athleticism, though. He can still get up. Also, like, the whole time, I'm kind of hoping Rudy Gay and James Johnson fight. <laughs> I'm taking James Johnson. <laughs> yeah, I just want to see what happens when Rudy Gay has, gets in a fight. <laughs> I'm just going to finish this truly right now. Just, yeah. Just, Here and now. Just take it like it's medicine. Mm -hmm. It's so fizzy in my mouth. <laughs> Hey, look at that. It is very fizzy. Oh, God. This was such a bad idea, Brian. <laughs> uh, we only only got one for you. Oh, my God. It's, it's over now. so much. It's over now. How many little, like, white claws is That's this? Ju it's just two. That's it? That's it. Why is it so hard to drink? <laughs> you let it get warm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's got, like, this wide mouth opening at yeah, the top. They're, they're not meant to be... Silters are not meant to be consumed warm. They got to be ice no. cold. This is terrible. This is turning sour. I think the wine's gone bad. <laughs> All right. Let's get through this pick game. Yeah. You can jump in whenever you want. I mean, you pretty much got to cover. I feel bad. We <laughs> we kind of covered the fourth quarter already, and I feel like you're about to lean into the fourth quarter. <laughs> oh, the fourth quarter was the most fun part. Yeah. Because the whole game is just kind of like, it's kind of blah, blah. You know, 
The teams are like San Antonio's chasing Dallas the whole yeah. time. Spurs kind of turned it on. Yeah. In the fourth. You know, we we talked about Keldon Johnson and uh Lonnie Walker just kind of doing a little bit of everything being everywhere. I like man. I like it. And like I said, I mean DeRozan was just I mean just constantly getting to the line. I'm going to take it to the cup and you're going to let me score, you're going to foul me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to hit my free throws. After 3 quarters, Dallas was still up 10. And then Rudy hit, I'm going to kind of jump ahead a little bit, but Rudy hit this like big three oh, yeah. at one point that got the deficit down to eight points. Rudy off the bench, he played 26 minutes, hit 16 points, four rebounds, two assists, two blocks. That's a pretty good bench line for your six man. Is he assuming the Manu Ginobili role? Is that is that a question directed at me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're only one here. <laughs> I I cannot I cannot compare him to Manu. <laughs> no, but as 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 a guy that's like he's accepting the six man yeah. role, like Manu. Well, did he it. should. Rudy Gay should accept the six man role. Manu did it early in his yeah. career. Rudy is doing it on the latter half of yeah. his career because I think he's just realized it's like he's going to be Carmelo Anthony at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, he realizes if he if he's consistent off the bench, Pop will play him a lot. Yeah. It doesn't. Been, the thing with the Spurs has always been it really doesn't matter who starts, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. It's who gets the minutes and who finishes. It's a productive line and tw- if it's a good line. It's when, a good Rudy Gay line. When I look at NBA players for fantasy basketball, I look at like twenty five minutes. Like yeah. who's productive in mm-hmm. twenty five minutes? And Rudy Gay was a dollar, if I remember correctly, in our draft. Yep. So that's pretty good for a dollar, I guess. Is he doing it every game? That I can't say off the top of my head. But mm, was that who, take that Evan or Bo get him for a dollar? Let me see. Do I still have those results? You can just look it up on your phone, probably faster than I can find it. Let's see. <laughs> I have all the fucking picks right here. <laughs> this is so unnecessary. It's <laughs> got fucking phone book. I got a lot of information here. We want to look at these sta- look at these stats, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> is this insane? It's the, the print is so little. <laughs> this is every player in the NBA last season. I will never use this. Why do I have it? <laughs> <laughs> Scrapbook it. It's memories. Burn it. Destroy the memories. Destroy them. <laughs> Move on. Are you going to find it? I can't find it. I don't see him in here. Just, it doesn't let dude, you search. all you have to do is search Rudy Gay's it name. doesn't let you search. Rudy Gay. Yell it into your phone. <laughs> Alexa, find Rudy Gay. Look, you go to players, and you go search by name. And Bo you got Rudy Gay, Gay for a dollar. I found it so much faster than you. Yeah, well, I said it first. So, <laughs> All right. So, Rudy hits the three. You were so excited when Rudy hit that three. You thought the Spurs had a oh, chance. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit, here we yeah, go. I, I think you stood up and did not sit back down again. <laughs> the deficit gets to eight, and um, I'm thinking this is anybody's game. There's, It's the fourth quarter. There's, there's, At that point, I think there was like eight or nine minutes left in the game. So I skip ahead a little bit here, and I go to six minutes left in the game. It's 100 to 111. Dallas made a little bit of a run. But the intensity is getting good in the game. 
The Spurs are just having trouble stopping Doncic. You said his line earlier, 36, 9, and 11. It's ridiculous. Fast forward to four minutes left in the game. It's a six-point game. LaMarcus Aldridge is getting buckets in the post. It's just classic L.A. That's what he does. One thing that was interesting to me was with three minutes left in the game, Luka Doncic had five fouls. So he's got to be careful at this point. And the Spurs were in the midst of an 11-2 run. Two minutes left. DeRozan's getting to the line. This is what you were talking about earlier where he's being the aggressor. Mm -hmm. He's getting to the line. He's getting to the hole. The Spurs are kind of getting things to go their way. It's a two-point game with a minute and a half left. The game is close. It's exciting. There were some opportunities for San Antonio, but it just didn't really go their way. Porzingis was like complaining about getting hit in the head yeah. on one play where he had clearly the ball was out of bounds on mm-hmm. him and he was trying to get it re- like somehow reversed. Yeah. yeah. And then like there was another play where Keldon Johnson had grabbed a rebound or he like fought the ball away from another guy that was on Dallas. I don't even, I didn't even catch the other guys on Dallas's name, but the Dallas player like flopped blatantly and made it look like Johnson had thrown like a shoulder or oh, an was elbow. that Trey Burke? Was it Trey Burke? I think it was Trey Burke. All right. Maybe it was Trey Burke. Yeah, because it was an obvious flop. Oh, it was so ridiculous. And just and like there was a couple times where Dallas was like trying to cheat their way into mm-hmm. possessions. Yeah. It was so obvious that he was just like he had gotten the ball stolen. He had no other choice but to like fake some kind of like flagrant foul. I don't know about trying to win games like that. I'm not a fan of what Dallas was doing in that respect. If you're going to win the game, win the game. You've been leading the whole game. Do you really have to go down Mm -hmm. to this level of like borderline cheating in a basketball game? I don't know. DeRozan had a missed free throw with like a minute to go. It's a one-point game. Dallas, Lucas scores on the other end too easily. Puts Dallas up three. And then Luca has another play late in the game where he drives to the lane. And this is what Luca does so good is he gets into the lane, everybody collapses on him. And there's like finds the open man. Three guys standing wide open on a three point line. He kicked one out to Brunson, hits a wide open three with eighteen seconds left in the game. And then Rudy hits another big one with like 15 seconds left in the game to kind of keep it interesting and make it a fouling situation where San Antonio has to foul Dallas to stop the clock, sending Dallas to the free throw line. Porzingis makes his free throws, makes it a two-possession game, five-point game. DeRozan, on the other end, does DeRozan things, gets an easy two, but then San Antonio's still in a foul position, to stop the clock, and Dallas continues to make their free throws. It's a five-point lead. The game is over. Hats off to Dallas for making your free throws, I guess. <laughs> San Antonio tried to make it interesting. They did make it interesting. It was a good game. Like, that was a fun last, like, eight minutes to watch. Yeah, yeah. Dallas won 122-117, and I lost a shitload of money. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, money comes and it goes. There's always more games to bet on. 
they happen every night. And <clears throat> the most I'm betting on, like, a single game is, like, 50 bucks. I'm not going out of control, which is a lot for me Yeah, on a single game. I like to keep the bets a little lower, low risk, high reward. You bet You bet every pick game? Yeah, pretty much. I don't know. Sometimes I just don't know what's going to happen. I'm, I'm not talking about, like, put them in a parlay. I'm talking, like, straight up. No. No? No. We don't talk about it every week, like, who's going to win. Yeah. Like, we should do that this week. Yeah. Talk about who's going to win the pick game when we get into that. When, when, we, when we choose the pick game. Yeah, it's it's happening soon. You're gonna have to help me with it. Sure, we'll cover that when we get there. Do you have anything yeah. that you want to add uh, uh, before I call it? Well, uh, I watched a lot of Mavs this week. Yeah, <laughs> for some reason, I watched. Uh, they played Wednesday night. They played the Pacers and won uh, one twenty four to one twelve. And and I bring that up because you you brought up Luca hitting Brunson with mm-hmm. the assist to hit that three. Mm-hmm. I really like Brunson and Burke on Dallas. Yeah. I think those are two great, great fits on that team. Luca kind of plays that point player role, whether you want to call it guard or forward. But I like Brunson and Burke because they're two guys that can they, they're competent, they can score, but they, they're both point guards. They have ball handling skills. They're role so players. When Luca's out, they can bring the ball. They're two guys that can are competent in bringing the ball up the court. I agree. And they can hit big shots. Yeah. And they're not afraid to shoot. I mean, I've talked on the pod before about Brunson. I'm a big fan. Yeah. I saw you picked him up on, on fantasy basketball, and then he dropped him. I picked him up, and I think he got injured. And so I dropped him. And, and now I've, I've got Trey Burke, <laughs> CJ C. C. McCollum, I and John see. Moran went out. So I was like, I need a point guard. What am I going to do? Yeah. And uh, I think Brunson was maybe still out, or Burke was getting a few more minutes, so I went with Burke. But, yeah, so Wednesday night those guys scored. Brunson scored 19. Burke scored 22. Mm. And those are two, I mean, you'd consider them backup point guards in the league. You I'm know. a Burke fan. Brunson's I mean, they're, they're, kind of new to me. They've, they, could, they can start, but, I mean, I don't, know if, I don't know if those guys are necessarily starters on contending teams. Yeah, That remains to be seen, I feel like. They're yeah. both pretty young guys. I mean, Burke's been in the league longer than Brunson. Yeah, But, I mean, th- those kind of numbers out of those guys – it's great for Dallas yeah, to have huge. those two guys as, as, as guards on a team with Luka. You know, you've got – Combo you, guards. Yeah, you play one of those guys with Luka yeah. at any point, and you've got two guys that can bring the ball off the court and hit shots. He can set those guys up so yeah. easily. Yeah. Like, it's so easy for him to but they draw also, the defense. They, <laughs> they, can do more than just, they can do more than just stand at the three-point line and shoot the three. Well, it doesn't end. Yeah, know? the play doesn't end because Luka passes it to them, yeah. and they just jack it up. Like, they're yeah. well, they're very capable of keeping the ball moving. Yeah. They're not ball stoppers. Defensively, both of those guys are kind of probably a liability. Sure, yeah. But Trey I wouldn't hustles. call either of them above. I wouldn't call either of them above average defenders. It's Trey, right? Like yeah. he hustles. Yeah. Like that dude. I saw him scrambling, cutting, fighting his way through screens and shit. Like that. Could, that dude hustles. Yeah. That dude plays. I mean, they play for Carlisle. Carlisle's a good coach. Yeah. He's he's gonna get the most out of those guys. Yeah, I think you're definitely on to something with those guys being role players. Another one I would throw in is Tim Hardaway Jr. Yeah. Uh, he's a little bit more of like a, a ball stopper. He's looking to shoot. He's looking yeah. to score. Yeah. But that's he puts his up role. numbers. He puts up numbers for that team, too. So. Yeah, that's his role. He's got to do that. Somebody's got to fucking score besides Luca and Porzingis. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's a good point. Like those two guys that you mentioned, yeah, they're valuable pieces. Yeah, that Wednesday game. Yeah, Maps Maps beat the Pacers. Sabonis put up a good line. Big big Sabonis fan. Oh yeah. Uh, Brogdon put up good numbers. Watching that game, I'm really bummed about Karis Levert because I think he's mm. a perfect fit. It's so on perfect. The Pacers. It looks great on paper when you look at what he uh, what he did in Brooklyn last yeah. year before all the stars were playing. Mm-hmm. Like he put he, that on Indy. I feel like he could be a he could be a baby Oladipo. Dude, he's gonna be he's he's he might be better than Oladipo. Hold on, <laughs> hold up. He might be. Hold up, hot take, Jeff. <laughs> hot take, Houseman. <laughs> House of freezing cold takes, <laughs> but no, I mean, I, when I heard they made that move, I thought that was—I mean, was, that's brilliant, brilliant move by Indiana. Yeah. And I'm bummed. I want you know. I hope he's okay. I really wish we had Bo on so he could give us, uh, so he could bring us down to earth. No, I mean, just so he could give us analysis on the so on sh- Levert's kidney mass. Yeah, Doctor Bo. For, the, for those listening to the podcast and don't know. Uh, Bo is Karis Levert's personal uh, doctor. He's Bo's the guy that I turn to when I need medical advice or or if there's some sort of medical situation. He is the only one in his family in 25 generations not to be a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> he married a doctor though. It's kind of like so. It's he's, close to the same. He's kind of like the biggest letdown in the whole family for I mean, like twenty five generations. It depends on how many of his kids are doctors. He can still turn this around. Yeah, he's got three chances. There's still hope. Three. I've, that's I've met one of those kids. Yeah, ain't gonna happen. No, no. I'm just okay. Kidding. <laughs> that kid's not going to go. No, 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 no. Just kidding. Just kidding. Bo. Doctor or bust? Like, your kids are like James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant on the Nets. Like, if they are if they don't win a championship and become doctors, then, like, it's a bust. Like, if, if, if Bo's kids were on the Warriors, mm-hmm. which Warriors players would his kids be? Yeah. The youngest one is definitely James Wiseman. Oh. Confidence problems? Uh, he's just, <laughs> I, I don't want to get into this. <laughs> <laughs> he's the baby. Everybody, everybody babies the baby. Oh. Well, babies are babies. They don't, you know, Yeah, they, they don't have confidence because they're babies. They don't have any life experience. I feel like it, they haven't it's been too early enough, to tell. You know, yeah. It's like, so it's like James Wiseman's career. One minute you're starting and one, the next minute you're on the bench. Who's the oldest kid in the Golden State Warriors family? Is it Draymond or Steph Curry? I guess uh, yeah. I think you. I think you go. I think you go Steph because Draymond's yeah. definitely got some middle child syndrome. Yeah, Draymond seems like a middle child. And then Clay, where does he fit in? Hmm. Yeah, he's like the. Uh, he's like the third out of four kids. There you go. Where he's like, hey, I'll show you. I'll do whatever I want. And I'll be great at it. <laughs> Is, was, is Wiggins the kid they had to send to military school? <laughs> Wiggins is like the Wiggins next door neighbor's kid school. that's at the house too much. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and Ubre is uh, Ubre is like a cousin 
you're like he's there a lot but like he has somewhere else to go yeah like he's go, like the, go, you can tell him to go home he's like the foreign exchange student like yeah, like look he's gonna be here for a minute but we're, we're gonna get him out of here soon i like him more as like he has a house down the street and he's a relative and so it's like okay to be mean to him once in a while and tell him to go home gotcha okay <laughs> So now that we got that out of the way, <laughs> I think that's going to kind of conclude the pick game of the week. <laughs> Let's talk Grizzlies. That went great. Grizzlies are never going to play basketball again, ever. Uh, what was the your favorite Grizzlies game of the week? Uh, the the um, postponed one. There wasn't one. <laughs> What's going on here? Well, what is going on here? Do you know like the details? Because I would love to know. I know that the Grizzlies' next nationally televised game is uh, against the Lakers uh, Friday, February 12th. It's on ESPN, so we know they'll be back for that game. They're definitely playing that game. They may be out until then. Yeah, I don't think there's any That's probably clear. not. That's probably not true. There's no clear, um, but it's like, just what I'm going with. There's no clear end game here. I don't. I think it's because they haven't. The league hasn't really explained the new. There were new contact tracing protocols that came out apparently before they. They're calling it parking before they parked the Grizzlies. I had heard something today. The reason the Grizzlies weren't playing Wednesday, the reason that game got canceled, was because they didn't have enough time to practice. And they don't want these guys coming back after, you know, being out for five days and not getting any practice time. Huh. And I don't you know, I don't know if that's true or not. They're willing to postpone games for that? It seems weird. Yeah, very it seems strange. if you got a healthy team, you'd you'd put them out there. Mm-hmm. I just it's weirdly I'd I'd love to see written I'd love to see written down COVID tracing protocols. Well and, they're changing and, 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 every day. I don't I don't I'm not saying this because I I feel like, oh well, you know, Teams should play when they're unhealthy and possibly spread COVID. That's not what I'm going for. No. But the last the last three teams that the Grizzlies have played are all playing. Sixers are playing games. The Suns are playing games. Yeah. The Wolves are playing games. Yeah, I don't know. But the Grizzlies aren't. The Timberwolves have had I feel like a positive COVID test. I feel like there's something we don't know. Like a couple guys have it or something. You would, th- and I don't know if because of HIPAA rules, right? Is that why we don't know? Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty. It's confirmed that that Valanciunas has it, right? <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I thought I saw that. I haven't looked into it because I've got other shit to fucking do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if they're playing games, I'll check. I don't know. I've kind of just like the fact that the Grizzlies haven't played in so long. I've kind of just been like, fuck them. Yeah, it's on like, the back burner. I don't care. Like, you're not playing. I'm not paying attention. Yeah, we've got. Other things that we can cover for the podcast. And I've got a fucking full-time job. Yeah. <laughs> on top of it. Do I, I, do I need to give you more days off so you can concentrate on the podcast? <laughs> I would like to work two days a week. <laughs> <laughs> Three if I have to. <laughs> That's where this is headed. All I need is like 20 grand more off the stock market and the house is paid for. (laughs) 
I'm about to refinance my house, Jeff, so I'm going to start taking extra days off, too. You should. Have to get some of that free money. What is, what's the rate right now? Do you know? I don't know. I'm going to call your guy tomorrow and find out. Yeah, me and Bo's guy. Yeah. Bo turned him on to me. It's okay. that guy from high school that we know. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give him a shout. Go tomorrow, tomorrow or Wednesday. I'm going to try to get that figured for. out, man. Yeah. Because that shit can fluctuate. Get this done. You should. I don't know what your rate is now, but I bet it's more. It's high. It was low, it was low when I bought my house. It's like five or six. 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 I bought, my house, I bought my house eleven years ago. It was six, and they told me, "Oh man, it's this. This is low. Like it, the, it went down the day I signed my paperwork. You could like, cut that in half. Down. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think I'm gonna refinance it a fifteen year too. Do a ten. Ten. Do it. Why you not? got two. You have double income in your house. Why not? You want to have that shit paid off in ten years? But the thing about refinancing is, you can't move for like five years. Yeah, you pay a penalty. You can, but you just pay a penalty. Don't do it. Uh, well, I mean, I'm refinancing because we've decided we're not going to move. Yeah, you so, don't have to. Yeah. You got a good house down there. Yeah. Down there. Just down the street. Down there, down the road. Yep. Down there on the on the south side of Quince. You should fucking refinance. I don't know what you're waiting for. It's it's going down. I gotta, um, I'll probably. It doesn't cost Because that I'm much too money. lazy to go back through and um the, the text thread. My guy and, will and get his you. number. I'm probably going to ask you again tomorrow. My guy is going to set you up. No money to the table. Nice. Yeah, I don't want to pay any money. You're going to pay money, but you're not going to bring anything to the table. Nice. Just put it in the loan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to have to, like, write him a check. No, 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 no. Yeah, fuck that. I'll take care of you. <laughs> it's a good guy. Jeff, can I have another beer? Or I'll, I'll take a what ranch water. Uh, you want to talk some more games? I think we should kind of move into uh, what I like to call randomly watched games. Yeah. What was it? Thursday night, the Tigers played. You want to you talk some Tigers real quick? Do you want to do a little college basketball We can stuff? talk Tigers. Why not? Uh, I had zero faith in the Tigers to beat Wichita State Thursday night. Do you care to comment on the game, Brian? You asked me... <laughs> You said, Monday, do you want to talk about the Tigers? And uh-huh. I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> but then the Tigers reeled off two wins in a row. Ayo. Against, uh, to be fair, a, a, a not as good Wichita State team. Mm. They fired their coach, Greg Marshall, this season for being just a fucking weird asshole. Rightfully so. Which is fine because he sucks. I hate it's that too guy. Too bad. He's such a good coach. But <sighs> he, he's aggressive, apparently. He... I'm gonna miss screaming at him. He he lives on the court. He just stands on the fucking court. Apparently, he's a very aggressive head coach. Yes. Yeah. He's arguing and trying to fight students. Yeah. What for parking in his parking spot? Yeah. yeah he's he's got to go. I don't know. You can't. He's like, a dickhead. No, but he he likes he likes putting his foot out on the court in the middle of play. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just I like I'm at Tigers. I'm screaming at the ref. I'm like, dude, you're gonna let him pass in the ball? Like he's fucking standing at the three-point line. He's displaying dominance over the referees. And they let him do it. Yeah. Because it's, gr- it's Greg, perfect Greg Marshall. He's He does a great job at Wichita State. I mean, he really turned that. What a great guy, great coach. He really turned that organization into a yeah, winner. He did. Yeah, he did his job. Uh, they call him in college, they call him programs. He did his job. Hey, let's check in real quick. Uh, OKC is up nine on Portland in this game <laughs> in the fourth quarter Ooh. with six to go. They're up 11 now. I think they're going to win it. 
the six to go is anybody's game, uh, but like Dame's got to check his watch. Isaiah Roby. Oh, uh, rookie power forward for is that Anthony Oklahoma. Simmons. Anthony Simmons City. just yammed a oh, lefty oh. hook dunk. <laughs> I've never seen him do that before. He just took the baseline. Isaiah Roby with twelve points, three rebounds, two blocks on my bench. Um, <laughs> you have bench players. I got like six guys out. I got two. Like, uh, I'm turning the corner. I'm turning the corner. Guys are starting to come back. I had Tatum back tonight. It's gonna. Everything's about to start coming up, Brian. Let's go back to the Tigers. <laughs> yeah. So Thursday, in a first half against Wichita, where they looked like the exact same Tigers team they've been all year, it came out in the second half. It really turned it on against Wichita. So Wichita, I th- Wichita. <laughs> I think uh, I think the Tigers realized that they have they have this six ten hyper athletic freshman center. All who right. can just dunk the ever living shit out of the ball on everybody? CC's and uh, CC, Musa, CC's pizza, Musa, Musa, CC, and I think uh, Penny was like, you know, we're gonna just throw him the ball. He's good from and see three what feet happens. out. He's a ama- yeah, three he's feet amazing. in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if he's anywhere near the basket where those long ass arms can dunk it, it's <laughs> going in the it's going in the hoop. Yeah, what are they doing? Looks like they figured it out. Give him the ball. Um, <laughs> Sunday they played East Carolina and won eighty to fifty three. East Carolina's yeah. not a good team. Bullshit. They had like the same team. record as the Tigers. Yeah, but they they played a bunch of shitty teams. Their conference record's like one and three. They just they're, they're really them. bad in conference. Yeah, they they fucked them up. Um and once again, give the ball to Musa. DeAndre Williams has played very well. The transfer from Evansville. I like this guy a lot. He's a spark plug. The team seems to really respect him. He gets out he gets out on the court. And I've brought this up on the pod before. He's calling out defensive assignments. Mm-hmm. He's your he's your guy who's oh, charging yeah. everybody up. Oh yeah. Um, I mean he's like he's like thirty four years old. <laughs> so the those guys listen to him. Transfer, yeah. Yeah, he's 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 the guy. You better play harder. He's not gonna buy you beer after the game. <laughs> he's not he's not making the scooties run for you. Um, but I mean the rest of the team, I mean, they've they changed the starting lineup up a little bit. They've got DJ Jeffries coming off the bench. They're starting your guy, Landers Nolly. Yeah. Jaden Hardaway is starting, which is odd. I don't know. He hasn't been very effective, but I think I think maybe he's starting because Penny's leaning in on this bench lineup of uh, Boogie Ellis. Yeah, and Jaden will do whatever Penny tells him yeah. to do. Jaden gets out. Jaden don't need to score. Jaden needs to bring the ball up the court and, and give it to CC. Is he a good to, defender? He is a good defender. He does. He, he's got the long arms. He defends very, very well. Yeah, he, that, that uh, makes he, sense. Like, how many scores do you need on the court at yeah. one time? Yeah. Jaden Hardaway gets out there, and, I mean, he's running around. He's got a lot of energy. You know, yeah. he's not he's not slacking because he's the coach's son. I love it. I feel like Paint's finally doing some goddamn coaching. I don't want to say they've turned the corner. No, we've because got to see two bullshit you know? games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. we need another test. But they're playing well. Nolly's playing well. Uh, Jeffrey's playing well off the bench. Yeah. Boogie Ellis had a good game. Okay. Um, I don't remember if it was Thursday or Sunday. I think it was Sunday. And you feed the CC's kid. You just you f- you just give him the fucking ball. You feed him, and you make the other teams scout that and plan for that, and that opens up things. Absolutely, all over the yeah. court. It should. It, yeah. Hypothetically. Yeah. Because they're going to be worried about him. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be paying attention to yeah somebody else on the court, if that's the case. And and on the weak side, if they're doubling this guy, that 
your power forward comes from the weak side, it should be uh, open all day. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. He's tightened up the rotation a lot. He's we've we've had two two guys this week this past week into the transfer portal. Yeah, I, I think that's a really profound point that you made. You can wear out that situation. Yeah, where your CSA is mm-hmm. scoring a lot, and you can make the other teams. Think that's have all to you think got. About it. Yeah. Have to mm-hmm. think about it at mm-hmm. least. Because I noticed like he's great defensively. I've seen a few Tigers games, whatever. I'm not super big into the college hoops. But I've seen a few and I feel like he is kind of like underused on the offensive end. He's great defensively. The Tigers are great defensively. Yeah. I mean if if that's what kind of their thing. Huh? Yeah. You yeah. look at them on defense and they look incredible. But then yeah. it, it comes time to put the ball into the hoop and they look how many more games do they have left? Yeah, like they really got. I mean, one more month of games, and then the conference tournament. Uh huh. Which may or may not happen. True. Who knows? In these trying times, twelve games left. They okay. play. They play SMU twice this week. They played tomorrow night and Thursday night. SMU is second in the conference, behind Houston. Those Ooh. are those are going to be the games where we figure out yeah. if the Tigers have, have figured it. it out or not. Can't wait. I might actually watch. Those are games, like, do you have the dates on those? Uh, Tuesday the 26th and Thursday the 28th. Um, Tuesday night's game is on ESPNU. Thursday night's game is on ESPN2. So those are both nationally televised games. And SMU's good. SMU's sitting at 8-2 and two right now. And that's what we're, we're going to figure out, if Memphis has it together or not. But then after that, they go into February. And it's a pretty easy schedule in February. They play... UCF, they've got UCF twice in one week. UCF's not very good. Play East Carolina again. We play Cincinnati twice in February. They're not very good this year. We we have one one game against Houston. Houston's leading the conference at thirteen and one. Got to win uh, that one. They're ranked number six right now. That Houston game is a Sunday three p.m. game on ESPN Plus. Awesome. Would love for that game to be nationally televised, but what are you gonna do? Actually, this game's not even showing up on ESPN Plus, so they they may flex that game onto an ESPN affiliate. One, two, you, Ocho, whatever. I don't know. It's not. It's <laughs> there's no television schedule for it, so that game could end up. It's a Sunday three o'clock on Valentine's Day, so we could end up seeing that game on national television. And then and then in March they they end the season in March against South Florida. Would they're okay? You know, so if they can get through these next two games. They win one of them. I'm happy, and then they hopefully they cruise through February if they're if they're playing the way they played the last two. All right, little Tigers insight. I don't mind that. Yeah, I like mm. that. Hey, you're gonna be our you're gonna be our resident Tigers. I'll be your Tigers guy. Tigers. I used to watch a lot more college basketball. Um, I really, other than the Tigers, I really don't watch until the tournament. Sure. Every once in a while, there'll be a, like a late Tigers game. You know, they'll play on the West Coast, and they tip it, you know, eight or nine. And so you're hanging out, and you're, you're watching an NBA game early just to kill some time before you watch the Tigers play. And if you've ever watched an NBA game and then switched over to a college basketball game, <laughs> it's fucking excruciating. <laughs> like, uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's a different animal. It is what it is, you yeah. know? But you cannot compare the college basketball product to the. Oh, no, it's not fair. It's, yeah, they haven't had the training. Yeah, <laughs> they're not mature adults or had the training or. Yeah, 
You get a better. It's better. It's better in March. You get the conference tournaments and the NCAA tournament, and that's fun. When I was younger, I just randomly, you know, just watch a college basketball game. Sure. Um, and now there's just more outlets for for NBA. You know, I feel like you used to. You'd catch an ESPN game every once in a while. You get your TNT doubleheader. Yeah. But Thanks. now it's. I'm just. I'm not. I'm not going out of my way to watch college basketball games. Uh, yeah. I- <sighs> It's it. I think it depends on whether or not your city has like a pro team. Does that make sense? Like, if Memphis didn't have the Grizzlies, mm-hmm. we'd probably be way more interested in sure Tiger basketball sure. as a community. Yeah, and I mean, well, the the Tigers still have a big following here. I mean, I I still yeah. watch every oh yeah I yeah. watch every Tigers game, and there are people in this city that still to this day. But there's you know, a, are bigger fans of the Tigers than they are the Grizzlies. Absolutely. But there's a pro-level talent in yeah. town. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to, me, myself, I'm going to gravitate towards the pro-level talent. Course. yeah. Because that's just a better product. Mm-hmm. Essentially, some, some people will argue and say that, like, the college game is more pure. Mm-hmm. They're playing for the love of the game. I don't know about if yeah, that's true. Come on. come on. I don't know if that's true. But some people will say that. I'm willing to say that I want the best product. Sure. Like, if I'm going to watch a sporting event, I'd rather watch, um, you know, a college football championship or Super Bowl than a couple of losers just playing terrible yeah. fucking football or something. Yeah. I'm a bigger basketball fan than I am a football fan. I just look for the better product. I enjoy, I I enjoy college football, and I think it's because on Saturday that's just what you do. You know, you can turn the TV on on Saturday and you're, you can watch college football all day. So it's like you're kind of a captive audience. You know, you just kick it on and there it is. Saturday is for golfing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I should play more golf. <laughs> or start scheduling you to work every Saturday morning <laughs> instead of scheduling myself. <laughs> oh, you're right. I work Saturday nights. Yeah. Who's going to work Saturday night? Uh, we'll find somebody. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I mean the point I'm making is I, I watch more college football, even though I'm more of a basketball fan than football, mm. just because it's there. It is. Yeah, it's, it's your. It's the one day of the week where you just well, that's that's on all day. Well, I mean that's why. So here we go. I watch NFL on Sunday morning. Yeah. Like at once noon hits, it's like it's on. It's all NFL. Yeah, like I said, captive audience. Every everybody's on Sunday. You just turn it on, and whether you're even watching or not, it's just on. Yeah. You know. I do miss having a league pass for the NFL. I'm just going to say this. It's random as shit. Yeah. Because you could watch. Like, I was getting it through, like, my brother-in-law. I, I, I can't buy all these fucking subscriptions. Yeah. yeah. But I missed out on it this year because I really like being able to just watch random games and, like, getting an eye on the teams and the players. Well, yeah, you're gambling more now. I feel like that could have helped a lot. <laughs> Because the, the way I'm looking at it is, like, I'm watching, like, the shitty fucking local feed games that usually aren't that good. Yeah. And then I'm just basing all my gambling on, like, well, it's numbers. Like, I'm looking at the stats, and I'm looking at, like, well, they beat this team. This team's supposed to be good. They lost to this team. This team's not supposed to be very good. But I think that's a good way to kind of look at gambling anyway. But we did okay. But... I will never forget the year that I, like, discovered Alvin Kamara. 
I was just randomly watching a game and I saw him run. He was so agile and shifty. And he, this dude is on the waivers in my fantasy team. This is before, this was like his, I don't know if it was his rookie. It was his rookie year. Yeah. I remember looking at him and he was so crafty and so shifty. And then when he got hit, he bounced up so quick. Mm -hmm. Like, boom, I'm ready. Let's go. Again, again, again. And he had this breakaway speed too. That's what I kind of missed about not being able to watch a lot of football teams this year is I, I never saw like a breakout player. Yeah. Like I never saw Who's it. Who's the young guy that's going to be the future? Yeah, I had no idea. When you're playing fantasy football or whatever, like if you want to know anything about the league, like you have to see those things. Yeah. You have to watch the games. That It's not something you see on mm -hmm. the stats and the box score, like the character or the drive of a player or right. the abilities of a player. Like you have to see that. It's an eye test. Mm -hmm. I guess next year I'm buying league pairs for <laughs> NFL and NBA. What's it? Sunday ticket? Is that what it's called? Fuck, I don't know. Like, what do you call it when you don't have cable? <laughs> <laughs> Can you get anything? Call it R. <laughs> you call it R slash NFL streams. <laughs> oh, Reddit shut all that shit down, yeah. man. Reddit, okay, look, Portland's down six with 31 seconds. No, it's over. No fucking way. It's not enough time. Could be Dame time. It's not He's got to hit two threes, and they have to get stops and not fouls like a steal. It's only 30 seconds. Yeah. Like you can't put them on the line and just hope that they're going to miss their free throws. Because otherwise, if that's the case, then you got to hit three threes straight. They're showing the Anthony, Anthony Simmons highlights. Yeah. i got to see this dunk. What did he The TV, yeah, he the TV in the studio is behind me. It's next to you. I like Simmons. Oh, they're not going to show the dunk? Yeah, they missed that baseline dunk for some reason. He looks like he's half asleep. Hey, yeah. He's, he's just winded. <laughs> Mellow. Oh, yeah. They, uh, they, <laughs> Why they, isn't Dame shooting it? That's because they had three guys. What the they fuck? were not going to let Dame beat him. <laughs> Dort. They were not going to let Dame beat him. They just call him. a foul on Dort. They had Dort and like two other dudes on, on Dame. Yeah, Dort not even, fouled Dame not shoot at three. Yeah, they were they were closing him off. They're gonna get free three free throws and Dame's about to drop them all. It's gonna be a three point game with twenty seconds left. Why is Melo making that face? He's old and tired. Coach's challenge, that's why. Uh challenging the foul. Uh huh. Oklahoma is maybe not a foul. Mm. I think it'll end up being a foul. There's contact right there. Yeah, they, on his they way up. send it. Yeah, I mean it's because Dame leaned into him, but there's still contact. You're not allowed to do it. If he pulls his arms up for a shot and your arms are in the way, it's a fucking foul. That's why you don't reach yeah. on Dame with 20 seconds left <laughs> of behind the three point line, right there. Yeah, right there. Well, that's that's nope. ball. He's saying all ball, huh? All ball. He might touch him on the follow through. He might have a case. This is very, but what, the original call is a foul, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. So it has to be overwhelming evidence to overturn the call. And I don't think there is. He's going to shoot. And he's going to hit all three and they're going to be down three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what other NBA games did you watch? I don't know. Let's keep it going. Denver beat Phoenix twice last week. 
Yeah, they did. <laughs> they played them back to back. Yeah, they did. And one Denver are looking strong. I like I like Denver. You got Who doesn't love. like Denver? I don't know. That's interesting. I don't know. Like Vanelli, probably he's like he doesn't want to watch the most efficient basketball player in the league play basketball. I remember it was uh, several episodes ago. He's, he's like, I didn't want to watch Jokic just go down and battle in the paint <laughs> and be and be an incredible basketball player. So ridiculous. Yeah. He's like the he's like I like watching high efficiency games and he's like oh listen skinny skinny Joker's dunking this year man Joker's he's he's dunking and pulling his knees up he's at like he had a dunk this week where he dunked and he hung on the rim and pulled his knees up he's like it's incredible he most, added that to his game <laughs> he pulled his knees up? he added that to his game. Fucking I think he was Amari just mad. <laughs> he was just mad. <laughs> what game was that? I, I mean, I think it had to be one of the Suns games, yeah. He was just mad because Aiden was probably fucking fouling the <laughs> shit out of him. <laughs> I don't know how else to defend you, so I'm just going to slap you around. <laughs> can I please go Can I please go back on the offensive end? <laughs> oh. They didn't get their free throws? No, they, re- oh, they rescinded it. Shit. Dort, baby. Dort, don't foul. I guess Dort they, plays defense. We got away from the game for a second. That was a bad move on my part. Dame Dame's, drills Dame's a three. foot was on the line. Drills a three. It's a three now. Five seconds left. Another foul. Don't miss your free throws. Is that SGA that they fouled? How did you see his foot was on the I'm line? I'm pretty sure his foot was on the line. Let's They're going to review let's it. Let's look at it. He's oh, back. he stepped back. He, back. No, he stepped back. He stepped back. They got a lot of cardboard cutouts in those stands. Yeah, they do. I almost said fans. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what? Is- <laughs> this is this is in Portland. It's not in Florida. SGA. There's nobody there. <laughs> he missed it. SGA missed oh, the first free no. throw. It's t- one twenty three to one twenty. Oh my god. OKC. Oh my god. With like four seconds left. Oh, All he right, made it a two possession. Yep. Iced it. That's it. The only thing just that, don't foul. The only thing they got is Dame baiting Dort into another uh, obvious foul on a three-pointer, and he makes it. That's all they got. I got a funny feeling Melo's going to end up taking a shot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, on the, you know, on the inbounds, they're not, well, they're not going to let, just like on the last inbounds, they're not going to let Dame get the ball. Don't let Dame beat you. Leave everybody, just five people on Dame. I have a feeling Terry Stotts just drew up a play where Mello inbounds the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what happens. Oh. It's one shot. Like, that's all they have time for. So somehow, like, do you have a Mello plan? looks upset. Mello's shaking his head. He's definitely inbounding the ball. <laughs> do, you have a, do you have, like, some kind of, like, play that forces? Yeah, he is inbounding the ball. <laughs> Do you have some kind of play that forces the other team to like lean in and possibly foul like a double screen or something where somebody's fighting through a screen? We're about to find out. All right. They need a four point play. They had three seconds. That's all you have. 
He's fading away. Oh it God. went in. Oh, Dame just made a Get three. Out it's of 124, here. 123. And there's no time. Oh, he tried to draw a foul before the inbound. You see that Dame did? He's laying on the ground before yeah. the ball went in. <laughs> <laughs> he fouled me. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, ref. I'm on the ground. <laughs> I'm on the ground. <laughs> Lou Dort threw me on the ground. <laughs> I can't believe that's a two anyway. His foot was on the line wow. on that one. Watch. Yep. Two. Yep. That's only a two. They review that, right? Like they're going to look at that. They have to, yeah. 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 Oh, look. <laughs> I'm on the ground, ref. Oh. Dame is on the ground out of bounds before the yep. ball. It's a, it's a two. Yeah, so it's a two point game still. And did you uh, did you see Anthony walking up the court? Put a minute. He was so upset that he half. was inbounding the ball. <laughs> of course, you're inbounding the ball. We don't want you to shoot it. You're the best passer, Anthony. That's why we signed you to this. We need somebody. That's we why can we trust. signed you to this other low one year contract. <laughs> we need somebody that we can trust to inbound the ball to Dame. You're the tallest guy with guard skills. You got to inbound the ball. You're a great passer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Carmelo, you're a you're an NCAA champion. Just the look on his face <laughs> right there was so ridiculous. <laughs> Carmelo, I got love for Melo, but like the dude ain't he didn't win a championship. His career didn't turn out the way we thought he, it was. Going he didn't to. win a title in New York like he should have. No, he didn't even go to finals. I mean, there was a point in time where he wasn't even the most popular player <laughs> in New York. Still, time. I mean, what when I went up there for my SGA, gonna miss some more free throws. <laughs> when I went up there for my uh, uh, for my bachelor party trip, remember I called you, I told you like I went into the I went into the Nike store, like the big Nike store in Manhattan, and it's just Jeremy Lin shit. I mean, it was in the middle of Lin's sanity. Jeremy Lin shit everywhere. Marketing everywhere. No Carmelo shit. <laughs> Yikes. Was that because uh, it was all sold out? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, time. Go in. <laughs> this game. Uh, Portland was out of timeouts. And Dame Lillard's going to go home and SGA, kick his dog. Do you think he missed that free throw on purpose? I th Maybe. It wouldn't make any difference. It would have been a two-possession game if he made it. Yeah. I don't think he missed it on purpose. <laughs> I think SGA just choked. Two consecutive <laughs> free throws and clutch time, and somehow they won. Portland blew it. Oh, they need CJ so bad. CJ and Nurkic are mm -hmm. big to that team. Bad season for them. I almost feel bad for them. I don't like betting on any teams that are missing players yeah. like that because it's just too hard for other. Uh, it's too hard to adjust to it mm -hmm. with different guys playing and they're like uh, if you're missing fifty million dollars worth of players. You're not going to be as good. Yeah, who's picking up the slack? <laughs> All right. Where did we leave off? Thursday, TNT doubleheader. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is going to be a recurring theme. Uh, I missed the Bucks-Lakers game, which was the first game of the doubleheader, uh, oh, okay. because I drank a couple beers after work and then went home and ate dinner and passed out. That's fine. I mean, we have jobs. Yeah. And, I mean, are we really here to talk about Bucks-Lakers? It's not no. what we're here for. Nope. It's not what we're here for. You and want that shit? Watch ESPN. Nope. I did, however, I made a point 
to watch uh, Jazz Pellies because who doesn't want to watch a good Zion Jingles matchup? Mm-hmm. That's the matchup. Uh, <laughs> Jazz won one twenty nine to one eighteen. We'll go. We'll go more in later on what the hell is wrong with the Pelicans. Uh, they lost to a good Jazz team. Jazz are good. They're. Would you say they're on an eight game streak? Jazz are rolling. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's seven. They're right. feeling it. Um, everything's clicking on all cylinders for them. Pelicans actually led after the first quarter, forty three to thirty one. Uh-huh. Pelicans scored forty three in the first quarter mm-hmm. on the Jazz. It's a good defensive Huge. team. Huge. Good defensive team. They were outscored every quarter after that. Uh, which is why they lost. Pelicans, Zion had 27, Ingram had 23. Stephen Adams had 16 rebounds. I liked, I liked that Stephen Adams signing for uh, the Pelicans. I think it works, but they're not winning. Yeah, their entire starting lineup had a negative plus minus. Donovan Mitchell ended with 36. Conley had a strong line, 20 and 6 assists. They had Jordan Clarkson off the bench with 19 points. This game is notable because of what happened at halftime and uh, postgame. Okay. At halftime, there was a discussion between the TNT guys, Shaq and Charles Barkley especially, talking about how they weren't really impressed with Donovan Mitchell. Uh-huh. I'm sure anybody who follows the NBA knows about this. It's been all over social media. Uh, it was all over. It got a lot of attention. Yeah, it got a lot of attention. And at halftime, it kind of seemed, I mean, it seemed kind of off the cuff, and, yeah. Uh, just like they were looking for something to talk about, right? You know? They want to start a pot a little they bit. They weren't, yeah. They weren't. Con- they talked, especially Shaquille and uh, and Chuck talked about how they weren't convinced that Donovan Mitchell was an NBA superstar. They said he scores a lot of points, but they didn't feel like he does a lot to make his teammates better. <laughs> That's what they kept reiterating. Well, he doesn't do you know how many assists does he get? How many rebounds does he get? What they were saying was the difference between being good and being great. Sure. Is what sure. they were trying uh-huh. to say. <laughs> Came off as kind of silly and petty, but it seems so silly. Like ha- Richard Petty. Yeah. <laughs> petty White. Uh at half and, and and all the halftime talk just kind of seemed kind of eh, you know, all right. Well, they're just kind of shooting the shit. Nothing's really gonna come from it. Right. It was it was odd because it's not like Donovan Mitchell had a bad first half. I don't I don't have his first half stats in front of me, but I mean uh-huh. I remember texting back and forth with you and going, This is kinda weird. Why did that just happen? Because he didn't it's not like he had a poor first half. He was shooting the shit out of the ball. It was out of nowhere. Yeah. Just seemed odd. Uh-huh. Well, then you get to the post game uh-huh. where Shaquille O'Neal interviews Donovan Mitchell after he scores thirty six points. They win the game. He starts making comments. You know, he, hey, I said this at halftime, and I just want you to know that you know I said this, and I, I just don't think you have what it takes to make it to the next level. And there's no way that Donovan Mitchell has any idea what the fuck. Shaq no, was talking he's, he's about. totally yeah. He, he's he was he was confused. He, was, he just goes. He just goes. All right. He's totally caught <laughs> off guard. All right. He's like, huh? Why is Shaq being mean to me? Yeah. It seemed like. Yeah. So what did he, Shaq said? What? I don't have the exact quote, but it's, I don't think you have what it takes to be a superstar. You don't have what it takes to make it to the next level. Right. He was basically saying he wasn't the guy that Shaq thinks he can be. Yeah. I guess. I guess. He was throwing shade. Yeah. It was like for no fucking reason. And honestly, it seemed like, it seemed like post game, 
he Shaq maybe thought, okay, like my comments that I made at halftime are going to get out, and I'm going to kind of jump out in front of it. Right. So he hears it from me. I got to back and not this on up. social media. Yeah, I got to double down. Yeah. <laughs> or I, you know, I'm going to let him know I said it, and maybe Give smooth him a it chance. over. Yeah. So Give him a so, chance you know, to respond. This is what I said and why I said it, so you're not offended. But the way Shaq conducted the post game interview was just shit. I mean, I don't know. Shaq is not the uh, he's not the most verbose individual. He's <laughs> not a fucking journalist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In the slightest. Like, he we're just kind of mumbled at him, like, hey, big man, yeah, I'm a big fan of your game. And, you know, I just don't think you have what it takes to make the next level. It's, it's kind of, and, and of course, Donovan's like, huh? Donovan's like, what? Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. His response That's what he says. basically, he goes, like, he goes, all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he, Don, Donovan played it perfectly. And I don't know if, yeah. If he did that because of like media training or because he doesn't give a shit or if he was honestly confused, like what's going on here? We just won a game when I scored fucking 36. I think like, he, was, he looked confused and he looked like he was like, what's my response here? Mm-hmm. Like my response is just to say, you think whatever the fuck you yeah. want. Yeah. I'll show you. Yeah. I've been showing you. And he goes, oh, I'm a big fan of your game, Donovan. Oh, he totally <laughs> turned. He totally turned it. Yeah. Like Shaq changed his, he mm. turned his tune after the response, he's like, that's the response I want to hear. Because Donovan was like, uh, I've been being told that my whole career, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. since my freshman year of college. Yeah. Like everybody's telling me that. And Shaq's like, all right, that's what I want to hear. I was just, he was like, Shaq was like, was I'm just testing, yeah. just testing you. <laughs> it's like, dude, you're not testing him. You're trying to get fucking attention by yeah. calling out one of the best players in the fucking league yeah. for no fucking reason. And, Shaq was trying to tell Donovan what his fucking role on the team should be. Like, to do more. And it's like, do you not think that Donovan already has a coach? Yeah. Like, you're kind of fucking slapping Donovan's, mm-hmm. like, uh, Quinn Snyder in the face by saying that you don't think he's playing the right way. Yeah. It's like, motherfucker, he's doing exactly, right. he's probably doing exactly what Quinn Snyder wants him to fucking do. So at do. halftime, at halftime, Shaq yeah. and Chuck started bringing up his his rebound numbers and assist numbers. So he's only, he's only had double-digit rebounds once in his career. He's only had double-digit assists once in his career. Well, he's got fucking Rudy Gobert <laughs> to get all the rebounds. Not only. And he's got fucking, he's got Mike Conley to get all the assists. Like, yeah, that's, that's why they signed Mike Conley. There's so many other players, too. That that's re- why they like, gave Gobert that contract. Like, my, Not only Mike Conley, but Joe Ingles is like a huge playmaker and rebounder. Big, We're big fans of Joe Ingles on the pod. Jingles. There's other people that fill those gaps. It's not, Donovan, I think, I feel like he is the supposed to be the scorer. Yeah, he's supposed to shoot the shit out of the basketball. He's that's not, that's his role on the team. He looks to pass. He's hit insane threes all game long. I feel like he looks to pass all the fucking time, but his number one priority is scoring. Like, that's what he's supposed to do. That is his role. I don't know where Shaq's coming from with that. And then after that all happened, I was at home later that night, and uh, I was, like, watching YouTube videos or whatever, and I saw another video of Shaq. With Stephen A. Smith. And apparently Shaq did like four TV shows that day <laughs> before the game. <laughs> and he was talking to Stephen A. Smith about the time when Shaq was early in his career and hadn't won anything yet. And 
Stephen A called him out. He's like, you you can't you can't you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. You've not made it to the next mm-hmm. level. You haven't won a championship. You haven't done this. You haven't done this. You haven't gone out of this round. Whatever the fuck it was, and. It was almost like Shaq had taken on so much in information throughout the day <laughs> that he was like recharged yeah. and wanted to like project everything sure. that he had thought about from the whole fucking day into the show at uh-huh. night. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to use what I've been through today already again tonight on Donovan, even though it doesn't apply whatsoever. Right. If, so if you if you want to go into your nationally televised broadcast and you want to be Donovan Mitchell, Stephen A. Smith, you should fucking kill yourself. It just didn't, it was so un like it was so out of the blue. It didn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, let's keep in mind. Let's keep in mind in the third quarter of this game on Thursday, Donovan Mitchell became the youngest player to hit six hundred threes. <laughs> He's playing way better. So instead of going, "Hey Donovan, congratulations on being the youngest player to hit oh. six hundred threes in the NBA," uh, I don't, I don't think you have what it takes to make it to the next level. <laughs> it's crazy. So you, you wonder, was it for attention? So why does Shaq say that? Yeah. Why does he say that? Does does people have said he has? He might have an agenda against younger players. I mean, we've seen him do it to. We've seen him do it to Dwight Howard. We've seen him do it to Donovan's teammate. We've seen yeah. him do it to, to Rudy Gobert. He's he said this a similar thing to Devin Booker. Yeah. Does he have does he have an axe to grind with younger players? Or is it just about how do mm. I get people to pay attention to me and tune in? Oh, is it is it the thing about the younger players and him being a, a winning big man? Or is he like using some kind of misguided motivational tactics? Maybe. They constantly on TNT, they're like, oh, we're not just angry old men. It's like, why are you even saying that? You have to, if you have to say that over and over again. Why are they even saying that? You're not, you're not doing a good job. I hear that all the time. And I'm like, I wouldn't have even thought about that if you didn't say it. But (laughs) they're constantly like, oh, all the players get mad when we ridicule them. We're We're just angry old men. I don't know why they feel like it's their job to motivate people yeah. on air. Right. It's not their job. If you want to motivate Donovan, like, do it on the side. Yeah. Or if, if you're a former player and you want to motivate him, then, you know, do like what Hakeem does and go out there and, like, yeah. and work with him in the offseason. Go get back into shape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, why is Shaq taking it upon himself? It's all fucking damn. Well, it's weird because what are media you? What thing? are you? Are you are you a former player that wants to see young players advance in the game, or are you an analyst? I just wanted to see what you would say. Yeah. Do you have to do it on air, right? And embarrass the guy who just had a great fucking game? Yeah. I don't think it's appropriate. It was just weird. It was weird, it was and I weird. bet EJ. I bet EJ recognized the weirdness. Yeah. And I, I imagine like well, EJ tried at halftime. EJ kind of tried to shut it down. Yeah. He's like, "Hey, what's what's going on?" I here? imagine you there know? will be a conversation behind closed doors. Like, "Hey, we need to watch it with that." Shit. Yeah, I would assume. I hope so because I've, I, f- I feel like the like they the have TNT meetings. guys. I feel like <laughs> they've gotten. I feel like they've gotten worse, especially Chuck and Shaq with that stuff. Shaq, Shaq has been terrible. It's barking Shaq yeah. from one end to the. Mm-hmm. Chuck at the other end, they just like it's too much like bickering, weird stuff. Shaq has been bad. Sometimes that's not what hilarious. I. That's not what I tune in for. Like uh, that, the stuff where they're arguing with each other, I like. I want to talk about 
the games. I want to talk about the players, but like they get really like personal with each other a lot. It's kind of weird. Yeah. It's not like, what I'll come over there and yeah. beat your ass. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, you're threatening to fight a guy at work. Yeah. Do you realize that? <laughs> like, they, that's not appropriate. Yeah. You don't fucking get that. It's not like, this isn't even entertaining. This is just kind of fucking lame. It's become a sideshow almost, yeah. you know. I, don't I think know. Shaq oh. and Chuck egg each other on with that kind of stuff. Well, they, I think they I think Chuck, really... Chuck knows when to back off. I feel. I mean, and Chuck has said because he can like, laugh anything yeah, off. Yeah, Charles is so like blase about it. He can just laugh anything off. Like he wants to get Shaq fired yeah. up, and then Shaq, he Shaq laughing. takes it personal. Yeah, and then yeah. Charles will start laughing, mm-hmm. and that just makes Shaq even more angry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't tell I, me that. I'll come down there and I'll take that <laughs> shirt and I'll pull it over your head. <laughs> don't you say things like that to me. No, no, look, was, only the champions are talking over here. I thought it was dumb and it kind of brought it. It just brought the whole thing down. You know, yeah, it's so lame. Yeah. You you guys have nothing like constructive to say. You have no real insight on the game, so you have to, like, make up this shit that, like, Shaq had decided he was going to say that about him probably, mm-hmm. like, before the game even yeah, fucking started. probably. Like, during the day. Probably. When he was talking to Stephen A. Smith off air or something. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it tonight. Yeah. He, I'm say, he, show he said stuff about, he uh, that night he was saying some stuff about Giannis, too. Yeah. Like, criticism, you need to make sure it's, Warranted. Informed, yeah, warranted, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you're just saying shit to say shit mm-hmm. at a certain point. I feel like I don't know that Shaq thing kind of kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But like, I, do I really care? No, no, no. It's, it just means it, 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 when that's going on, it means I'm not gonna sit there and watch an hour long post game from them. This you know? is what I'm gonna go to bed. I'm like, I'm. This is not what I'm tuned in for. I'm just gonna go to bed. Right. I'm just gonna turn it off because yeah. this is gonna be a fucking 35 minutes or whatever the fuck their show is of just nonsense i'd rather hear like real talk about basketball mm-hmm. i don't know I, like not like we do a great job at it or anything but i mean when you're watching former these players guys are like professionals. Shaquille, shaquille comes off as very you know his whole shtick where he he pronounces everybody's name wrong like that's funny and goofy and you can laugh at it but he i feel like he's a guy who should have some insight you know, you should listen to him talk about the game and, and, and come away with it. Like, okay, I'll learn something. Like when I tune in, mm-hmm. I want to learn something. That's why I don't watch a lot of, I mean, at work we turn on ESPN and just kind of kick it on. Cause it's something to have on the TVs, but I don't, I don't listen to Stephen a and Keller. Many of those guys no. talk. I don't listen to the Fox news guys. Like I don't listen to a lot of sports talk radio. I mean, m- most of my favorite guys aren't even on the radio <laughs> anymore. I, I want to hear, Make me laugh, entertain me, and give me some insight. I want both of those things. Right. I get you it. Know? And if I'm picking one or the other, I'd rather have the insight. You know? Mm-hmm. I'd rather hear a smart guy talk about the game who's not funny and entertaining than just listen to a, a fucking clown. Yeah. Throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. It'll be interesting to watch and see. Uh, I, I'm kind of curious to watch next week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like this week. I think, I think they, I, I bet they tone it down. Yeah, I bet they tone it down. I bet you're right because that was so awkward and so weird, and it got a lot of attention, and maybe yeah. for the wrong, like in the wrong direction. I think they were hoping like they have producers. I think they were hoping it got positive attention, but yeah. just his 
his execution. Exe- his execution of yeah. it was awful. It was not good. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah, it was almost uh, you, you. You were right when we started talking about it. You're like, it felt like it was super off the cuff. I did. I texted you at halftime. I was like, did you guys hear that? <laughs> like, yeah. what is going yeah. on here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, I remember my response. It was like, I'm pretty sure Donovan knows his role on the team. Yeah. And he's looks like he's doing a fine yeah. job. Yeah. <laughs> like, he had a great. He had a good first him? half. I remember. I remember. I remember thinking like, it's not like he was. Fucking two of twelve oh, in the first a, half. It's not you know? a bad game. Yeah, and it's why does like does Shaq think that every player has to be James Harden or Russell Westbrook and get fucking triple doubles? I don't understand. I don't know. Like that's not everybody's game. Did he ever get more than two assists in a game? Oh, <laughs> uh, big man should get thirty points and twenty <laughs> rebounds every game, or you're garbage. And in yeah, the playoffs, that goes up. His criticism of Rudy, Ga- Rudy Gobert's contract was weird because. I mean, they have to sign Rudy Gobert to that contract or because they, they want to keep everybody nothing. else. Or yeah. they get nothing. Or everybody leaves because they lose the one of the best defensive players in the league. Take Rudy Gobert off that team and see what happens. It's not great. You're starting Derek Favors at center. It's fucking trash. And there's nobody else you can get. Who's your backup center? Uh, Jingles. Dude, they had to pay him. They're, they're jammed up. Yeah. It's just, a small market team. It's just like when Memphis had to pay Marcus All or mm-hmm. whatever. Like you gotta pay your guys. They're they're just like you're gonna ride it out. Yeah. Until you don't. I think Utah keeps that whole thing together until they start seeing drop offs from their veteran players right. like mm-hmm. Rudy Gobert. Yeah. And then they're like, Well, let's recharge a little mm-hmm. bit with Donovan. Maybe bring in a free agent. Mm-hmm. It, Jingles is probably on the tail end of his career. Yeah. <laughs> He's still effective out there though. Even I mean his game isn't his game isn't predicated on like athleticism. He doesn't do one thing. Yeah. He does he's kind of like the Shane Battier of the yeah. Jazz. That's a great comp. That's a great <laughs> comp. I like that. Except maybe a better shooter. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Probably cooler to hang out with too. <laughs> mm. Jingles is hilarious. The Shaq thing, like whatever. It's an interesting conversation i feel like we kind of covered there was anything else you wanted to say about it no i think i i think i said what i had to say i mean it's something that's been everywhere all weekend we're, we're hitting it late but i feel like eh. nba podcast we'd we'd be remiss if we didn't touch on it a little bit yeah i don't know what anybody else said about it <laughs> <laughs> no i mean I, you know like i said i didn't i didn't see or hear really hear anything i know it was talked about but it's also one of those things that when it happened, I was like, well, I know I'm going to be on this week. <laughs> so I want to have my own opinion on it. Jeff, can I get another ranch water? <laughs> of course. I'll hold them over here. Just sure. Cause there's only one cooler. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, did you watch any other, any other games? <clears throat> of course. I watched plenty of basketball games. Most of this kind of ties in with uh, gambling this week. So maybe we kind of cross over a little bit of games we watched with gambling. Uh, most of the games that I gamble on, I'm watching and vice versa. Like I'm watching a game and then I end up gambling on it Yeah, with lifelines. We were talking about New Orleans earlier and you were kind of trying to say that they had like a really good first quarter. I think they're great out of the gate. I'm not sure if they're capable of closing games yet. I think they're a first quarter, even a first half team. 
I don't think they're ready. I think they're still really young and still learning how to fucking do this. They've got a new coach. I mean, mm-hmm. the Stamming Gundy's a good coach. He'll probably get there, but. I think they got some work to do. Right now, I'm kind of leaning away from New Orleans, where last week I thought they were on the come up. I was totally fucking wrong. I don't like New Orleans right now. We're not friends. Are they the biggest disappointment in the NBA this year? Maybe. It's a good point. Uh, Washington? Yeah. New Orleans? Washington's had COVID issues, so. Right, but they weren't good before that. I want to give them a that. total pass, yeah. They weren't fucking good before that either. I really thought they'd be good with Beal and Westbrook in the backcourt. And they've had injuries. Yeah. They lost their big man. Um, they had, no, Washington's a disappointment, too. Uh, there's probably more. They don't, like Toronto's been over underachieving, too. But they, I think Toronto's on to come up. Anyway, we talked a little bit about the Lakers-Milwaukee game. Mm-hmm. That was part of my Thursday underdog parlay. The Lakers were an underdog in that game against Milwaukee. So, of course, I took the Lakers to win. I felt like that was kind of a statement game. Like, we're better than you. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be the top dog in the East. Yeah. Yeah, let me show you. Well, we're in the West, so <laughs> let us show you how it's done. Lakers won that shit. The Knicks beat Golden State. And I've been kind of high on the Knicks. I don't recommend betting on the Knicks <laughs> on a back-to-back Just gonna, I'm just gonna throw that out there. Thibodeau's playing these guys a lot of minutes. That's back to backs are not good for that's that. That's Thibodeau for you. That's back to backs are not good for that. But then the Pelicans lost to the Jazz, and the Pelicans were the underdog, and that's kind of why I'm going away from the Pelicans. And the Jazz, the Jazz are playing really well, but I thought, you know, Pelicans maybe like a Zion big game from Zion. LaMelo Ball and Zion, a big game. They might bring their level up yeah. to the Jazz level, like yeah. play up to their level. Ingram. Uh, yeah, Ingram. The He should be the guy that like takes right. a game mm-hmm. like that as a challenge. I feel like he should be, Ingram should be their go-to guy. Yeah, I don't know if, I don't know if he's accepting the challenges. I'm not in on the Pelicans right yeah. now. They just came up a little bit short. Utah well, they, had, they followed that up with. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. What? They followed that up with a loss to the Timberwolves, right? Which is inexcusable, right? Uh, they lost one twenty to one ten. Timberwolves played without Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell. Mm-hmm. That's pretty bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. They lost one twenty to one ten. Like I said, completely inexcusable. You can excuse them losing to the Jazz, but the Timberwolves sure. without their two best players. I mean, Zion put up good numbers. Ingram put up good numbers. Bledsoe put up good numbers. But if you're playing a team with with Nas Reed as your starting center, he put up 20 points. Anthony Edwards actually had a good game. He showed up. He's been he's been bad the past week or two. He had 18 points. I wonder if the Timberwolves maybe played well with uh, Russell out because of the Ricky Rubio effect. This line was nine seven and seven. I know you're a Rubio fan. He affects the game more than just the stat line. Yeah, I think you just need him on the court. He's a talker. He's a motivator. He's just a good dude to have around. He's a smart player. I'm all all in yeah. on Rubio. Like he hasn't been able to get on the court in Minnesota. It's just wasting the twilight of his career right yeah. now. I feel like 
Like that dude needs to be a backup on a championship contender, not fucking sitting in Minnesota, the last place team in the West. Yeah. So depressing to me. I feel like he's so much better than that. So if the Wolves are tanking, they clearly have to play Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell if they're tanking because when they play without him, they're winning games. I'm laying off of Carl Anthony Towns right now. That's fair. He's got the COVID. That's fair. And he's lost like six family members to it. That's fair. I don't want to go into a whole Minnesota like Carl Anthony Towns thing. I feel for Carl Anthony Towns. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I'm just talking about the the organization yeah. in general. Yeah. The Pelicans shouldn't have lost that game. <laughs> That's true. For sure. Going back a little bit, just for a second, the Jazz-Pelicans game. Utah outscored New Orleans by 23 points over the final three quarters. Pelicans came out strong, but they got no idea how to finish games no. right now. No. Even, like, J.J. Redick, I think, went 0 for 6 from 3 in that game. Like, that's not helping. No. I mean, that's going to happen, you know, because his job is to stand there and shoot threes. Can't. Yeah. (laughs) What other games were there? I referenced not betting (laughs) back-to-back Knicks games. I picked the Knicks over Sacramento Friday night. I made kind of a big deal about it, whatever. These are the games that I published online. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about it. The game was close. Sacramento had like a great third quarter, outscoring the Knicks 27 to 18, and then 27 to 22 in the fourth. I should have known better. The Knicks had just beat Golden State, but the back-to-back shit, like the Knicks are just playing too many minutes, playing too hard. They can't. I'm not going to do it again. I wouldn't suggest it. Thibodeau back-to-backs? Nope. What other games did you watch? Uh, well, Saturday night, <clears throat> I really wanted to watch because you you had taken the Bulls in this matchup. Mm-hmm. You took the Bulls to be the Lakers Saturday night. I tried to watch this game. I passed out at halftime. <laughs> uh, the Lakers were up 20 on the Bulls. Yeah, you fell asleep. Halftime. I fell asleep. Well, that means you didn't get on in that plus 24 live line <laughs> for the Bulls. Because I f- <laughs> <laughs> they they only they lost by eleven, so you made some money. That's right. You gotta um, watch those live lines <laughs> when you when your team's down big <laughs> and you've bet a lot of money. You gotta watch the live lines. It's that live line, make some money back. Because you know, like the Lakers aren't gonna hold on to that. They're gonna put reserves in. The Bulls are gonna push. They're gonna make a run. The Lakers are gonna rest, guys. You gotta watch those live lines. The the Lakers went up huge early on the bulls mm-hmm. like so early that there was plenty of time to grab lifelines yeah please continue if i mean if 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 i gambled and i didn't fall asleep i would have taken a lifeline <laughs> in that game because you figured it was going to tighten up yeah. um because i fell asleep i missed the uh nugget sons two overtime thriller so i woke up around 11 or 11 30 and i hit that point where you, you wake up you've been asleep for a couple hours and you're like okay i have to immediately go to bed Right now. <laughs> and try to go back to sleep, or I'm going to be up until 3 or 4 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it's going one of two ways. I stayed up till 3 or 4 in the morning and flipping through movie channels, and I came across a movie. I'm going to give a quick review. All right. For a movie that I suggest nobody watch. 
Don't watch this movie. I don't think I've seen this one. Jack Reacher 2. Never go back. Mm. This movie's terrible. It stars Tom Cruise. Uh, he's like a former badass military police. And he's a drifter. Like he hitchhikes everywhere. And I guess basically what he does is he he shows up on the scene of some crime and solves the crime. Uh, but in such a badass way, he kicks everybody's ass. And then like he calls his old military contacts to like bail him out. Yeah. And the military shows up and they're like, he's special. Thanks, Jack Reacher, for solving this crime. Jack Reacher. Reacher! This movie's awful. <laughs> I've never seen Jack Reacher 1. Mm, that might be the problem. I'm assuming, I'm <laughs> assuming there was a Jack Reacher 1 that oh. preceded Jack Reacher 2. Terrible action movie. Not any good. The end of the film is, uh, is um, set in New Orleans. Uh-huh. And so they get to New Orleans, and I'm like, okay. Like, I know that city pretty well. You've been in New Orleans. You, you know the city kind of. Love like, New know. Orleans. Yeah, it's a great city. Love it. Get to New Orleans. It's just a goofy, like, there's, like, parades going on all the time. Sure. You know? They're staying. Action. They're staying at, like, on Royal Street in the quarter, and there's, like, all this stuff going on, <laughs> you know? Is that where the Royal Sonata is? They stay at the, I think it's the Hotel Dauphine, which is on Royal, but oh. it's, it's, cl- it's close, yeah. It's on the same street, yeah. <laughs> Royal Sonata. This movie's so bad, you can't possibly suspend your your disbelief enough. <laughs> For anything in this movie to work is it out, like for John you. Wick, or it's even it, more. It's, it's a it's a really really bad John Wick. It's like a it's like John Wick three. It's like <laughs> if um, it's like if Tom Cruise started. It's like starring in a bunch of like Taken movies, like he's doing like the Liam Neeson thing. Uh, like literally, I finished this movie and I immediately went on YouTube and typed in um, Jack Reacher Cometown. I was like, "There's got it! Like they've got there's got to be a Cometown for Jack Reacher. Those guys Reacher. are hilarious. It's got to be." Um, but at one point, they get to New Orleans and there's like this big climactic scene where where they go to the airport. And if you've ever been in New Orleans, you know, you pull in New Orleans, like the airports, the Louis Armstrong airport's like the first thing you see on I-10. You pull been to the bus right stop. There. Or I've been to you the drive, train station. You drive past <laughs> the airport and you're in New Orleans, okay? And then you drive for like 30 minutes and you get into the quarter, okay? okay. There's a big climactic scene where they're at the airport and they bust this old general. He's sneaking in opium and these rocket launchers and they bust him at the airport. And that's like the big climactic. All right, we're, we're scot-free, like... We were all going to go to jail, but we busted the big crime syndicate. Yeah. And then and then Tom Cruise, I'm sorry, Jack Reacher. Yeah, that's Reacher. Reacher! He's like, Reacher! <laughs> I'm at the hotel in the French Quarter, and the bad guys are coming to get me. You need to get here now. And this Quarter. motherfucker gets from the airport in New Orleans <laughs> to the French Quarter in a car during parade season in like five minutes. <laughs> Like, dude, if you're driving through New Orleans in parade and during parade season and you don't make like three trips around City Park to like try to like get where you're going, you're gonna kill like maybe forty dude, it's civilians. Gonna, it's gonna take you like four hours to get to the airport to the quarter. All those and they just sidewalks. pull up in the quarter in the car, like get out. All right, here we are. You had to drive on so many sidewalks and kill so many civilians. So many civilians and just running people over. Like traffic, car traffic stops to people walking in new orleans like that's a thing there yes <laughs> it doesn't happen hardly anywhere no, 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 no. but it happens there yeah there's no way 
That's no, ridiculous. in parade season, you just don't even drive anywhere. <laughs> no. Like, like before, so before <laughs> he drives from the airport to the French Quarter, there's a scene where the, the girl at the hotel, she she calls in some takeout food, and they make a point to say, like, she calls in, and they're like, hey, well, you know, yeah, we can deliver it, but it's going to take a long time due to, <laughs> due to all the parades. Right. <laughs> but then. And if you've ever ordered takeout in New Orleans during parades, you're like, this is a thing. Like, okay, they nailed that. Like, that, that happens. Right, this is true. But the delivery driver can't get Two minutes down the street. Right. <laughs> and then the movie totally contradicts itself. 100%. 100%. Uh, I love it. This happened in like a, like a two minute span. I wish I like, I'm going to need an extra day off work. Cause I got to watch John Reacher one and two, whatever the maybe, fuck those are. Maybe I should watch Jack Reacher one. I'm, Jack I'm, Reacher I'm or John not, Reacher. I don't even know. I'm not sure I should. Who's John Reacher. I don't know. Like, that's somebody else don't worry I about that steve van gundy's or <laughs> steve van gundy's assistant coach is john reacher <laughs> he's on steve van gundy's staff <laughs> that is a throwback <sighs> reference that maybe one person might yeah. understand it was bad i could not <laughs> i could not smoke enough weed to make this movie good oh get out of here it was so bad sure you can <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I could have. I don't think you tried hard enough. <laughs> the movie ended, and I went to bed, and I was just thinking of this scene. Like, I'm, <sighs> there, I'm going, how did they get from the airport to the quarter? <laughs> so what happens in the movie? Anything else? Does, no, that's uh, it. Tom Cruise Tom Cruise. The day, Tom Cruise or? saves the day, yeah. and uh, everybody's happy. That's uh, probably realistic. The bad guys lose. He killed. Spoiler alert: He kills the bad guy. Uh, well, if you haven't watched Jack Reacher two by now, then fuck you. Don't watch it anyway. Don't be Sorry. like Brian. Spoiler alert: Don't be like Brian and watch a bad movie several years after it oh, came out. <laughs> I just pulled Jack Reacher two. Never go back. I won't. Uh, yeah, the, and also the Titanic gets sunk at the end of the movie. <laughs> That's a real story. A lot of people died that day, Brian. <laughs> Sorry. I'm being very insensitive. <laughs> Don't watch Jack Reacher 2. Or nah. watch it. Fuck it. <laughs> I was never going to. Maybe. But now I am. Well, maybe with the NBA season pauses. Now that you've given it such a glowing review. that's uh, You should watch that movie if the NBA season pauses. Yeah, I mean, if the NBA stops, this is turning into a fucking movie review <laughs> podcast. <laughs> no question. <laughs> Just like last time. We're watching, <laughs> we're watching Chinese Basketball Association games. I'll do it. <laughs> we're doing unhinged movie <laughs> review if basketball stops. I don't know. So like, if you haven't seen Unhinged, watch it. It's hilarious. It's not supposed to be. You keep telling me about this movie. I guess i got to watch it. I think you should. I think we should uh, revisit this sometime. I'll watch it again. I thought I laughed. I haven't laughed that hard in a long fucking time. I'll watch it. Watching I'll a watch movie. it before I'm on the pod again. I'll make a deal with you. <laughs> Next week. It's on Netflix. <laughs> I don't know. No, I doubt it. It's not even that good. It's not good enough to be there's, on Netflix. There's a lot of bad stuff on Netflix. It is, but it's. I feel like Netflix is like young people shit now. It's like 20-year-old stuff. Yeah. Taking a lot of movies off of it. It's all their content it's, now. Their content They've is geared like, towards a certain They have like 50 movies group. coming out. They have like a movie a week coming out this year. It's crazy. Yeah, when was the last time you watched a Netflix movie 
production movie, like mm. produced movie that was like you liked. Yeah. I've watched some series, not a movie. No, I'm having a hard time watch finding anything to watch right now. It's actually good. The Tiger HBO doc was like the last thing that I watched that I enjoyed. I need to watch that. Is that episode on HBO? Fuck yeah, you do. That's HBO, right? Dude, it's so good. I think your wife might actually <laughs> like it. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe we'll watch it together. She probably won't. She'll start watching it and then she'll what is, what read is her she book. Like? She likes reading. Yeah, I like reading too, but only when there's uh, nothing good to watch. <laughs> she watches. Uh, she watches a lot of British shows. She watches like the British Bake Off. Oh, God, that's and, disappointing. Uh, she started watching The Crown. Oh God! And it's one of those things where like she watches it while I'm at work, and she's like, "This is great. You should watch it." I'm like, "Well, you've already watched it all." Ugh. So, yeah. how am I gonna watch it with you? I have no idea yeah. what the fuck is going yeah, on. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Cause you watched them yeah. all. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was at work. <laughs> yeah. You turned on me. <laughs> all right, you, we want to wrap this thing up. What do you? We got? have to. Yeah, it's getting. You are out of time. I'm long. out of time. Yeah, this is getting grossly long. Nobody's gonna listen to this. Look, we got to finish up what we got. Totally distracted in the middle of gambling this week. I have a note here. It just says Brooklyn lost to Cleveland twice this week. (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable. They're in trouble, man. They got to start playing some defense. Off the top of your head, what's the problem? Uh, They don't play defense. That's it? They they score the ball. They score the ball, but they can't keep the team scoring. Sorry. I haven't watched one Nets game in the – Harden era. I, I have watched, no idea. I would. I did watch. I did watch a little bit of the uh, the double overtime. Colin Sexton going the fuck off. Off. What did he score? Like forty two points. That dude's insane. He's good. How do you have three Hall of Famers and you can't stop a second year player? I don't know. I didn't watch the game. It's insane. They can't stop anybody from scoring. It's not going to work when they hit the postseason. It's like it's Houston. No, all, it's Houston all over no, again. Yeah. It's fucking Houston all over again. Yeah, it's interesting. You can Maybe pull that bullshit that. in the regular season where you just outscore other teams, but if you can't stop them from scoring, I don't know if there's like a we give them grace period to just. Like what do you, what do you think the net ceiling is? Houston Conference Finals. I think it's I think it's possibly possibly the finals. And then you get they get fucking boat raced by the Lakers, <laughs> two years in a row. Let's say they make the finals two years in a row. They get their dicks kicked in by the Lakers two years in a row, well, and then all those guys leave. Well, that's what we <laughs> talked about last week. We're like, how long does this last if it doesn't work? And what happens? Yeah, like all of these guys have a track record of fucking yeah. bailing. Do they? Do they beat the <laughs> Lakers? Do they beat the Clippers? All three of them. Do they beat the Jazz? <laughs> They probably beat the Jazz. All th- I don't know. There's th- are they going to play the Jazz in the finals? No. No. They're going to play the Lakers in the finals <laughs> the next two years, yes. and they're going to get destroyed. And then and then they're all going to look around and say, well, at least we tried. Yep. It's been fun. It's been fun it's not been fun. knowing y'all, but I'm yeah. going to the Lakers. <laughs> 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 they're all going to say it to each other. Yeah. <laughs> 
uh, thinking that none of the other guys know <laughs> that they're like they're all going to the same. T- they're all going to the Lakers. Who's going to be the first one out? <laughs> they don't like they don't know that they're all going to the Lakers, so they're all just walking around like, oh, everything's fine. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm set up for next year. Yeah. Are you guys set up for next year? And yeah. they all show up to training camp. Where are you going? And they're like, <laughs> oh, shit, we're all on the same team <laughs> again for the Lakers with LeBron and Anthony Davis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys all quit on Brooklyn, didn't you? <laughs> well, so did you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I want to believe in Brooklyn because I believe in Steve Nash. He's got a tough road ahead of him, man. Yeah, he does. He'll be very successful until the finals. We'll see. And that's that. Like I said, that's the ceiling. Like yeah. I think that's the best they can do. We'll see, man. It's going to be an interesting storyline. That net situation. Okay, real quick, one last gambling. Topic. Last week, we got to cover the NFL a little bit. All right. Because we made picks. Last week, I had Tampa Bay beating Green Bay. Guess what happened? Green Bay lost. Vanelli. I had Kansas City over Buffalo with the points. Three points. They covered. They won. I finally hit an NFL parlay. Nice. Fair and square. I want a lot of money off that, actually, because uh, Tampa Bay was the underdog. Ayo. The next NFL game that means jack shit is the Super Bowl. I went ahead and made my pick. I already made my bet for the Super Bowl. If I can find it. I know what it is, but I have something written. You double side that shit? Yeah. I know. I'm trying to cut down on costs. <laughs> a nightmare <laughs> double siding <laughs> nightmare nightmare <laughs> this is what you have to do when you have a podcast that makes no money you have to use both sides of the paper <laughs> it's so sad i don't care though like fuck it i'm gonna make it happen here's the way i look at the super bowl this is gonna be so fucking simple that maybe it's too simple The Kansas City Chiefs won by 14 points over the Bills. (laughs) The Tampa Bay Buccaneers won by five over the Green Bay Packers. Based on dominance, I'm going with the Chiefs. It's a cover. I think it was, uh, so far the line is like three points. Three, three and a half. Chiefs cover. Chiefs win the Super Bowl. It's really difficult to make that call. What do you do? You, do you have an opinion, Brian? Uh, I I watched a lot of the playoff games. Uh-huh. I just think the Chiefs have more weapons. Yeah, I, I just I, I think they're the better team. I think Tampa Bay is good. They are. I could not have imagined the beginning of the season that right. Tom Brady would be in the Super Bowl again. Rough start. Ta- Tampa Bay. I mean, they spent money. They did what they had to do. They went and got Gronkowski. They went and got Leonard Fournette. Uh-huh. They went and got uh, Antonio Brown, who didn't who didn't play this past weekend. <laughs> How can you bet against Chiefs? How can you do it? They've been there, done that. I think they repeat. I just look at the dominance, and 
I think both of the games were super good. Like all four of those teams were super good. And the fact that Kansas City dominated their game as strongly as they did gives me faith that they will win this game. There's no question. Like I'm willing to empty my wallet on the Chiefs. Green Bay was a goal on stand away from from making that a closer game. Sure. But it didn't happen. Yeah, it didn't happen. <laughs> it didn't happen. They kicked a field goal. Tampa Bay only won by five. It's a much closer game. Mm-hmm. That's a possession. I'm going Chiefs. I've already decided. I'm loading up. I don't know. Next week I'll probably have some prop bets, but right now it's just like the I, I immediately looked at the differences in the ways each team won and the dominance going Chiefs. Anyway, so Brian, we gotta do one thing before I let you leave. Pick game. At this point in the show, we have to decide next week's pick game. It's week six in the NBA. Pick game. Now try to pay attention. Tuesday, I settled. I like. I already went through the schedule. I just like look. Listen, Brian. At this point, I'd like to invite you to next week's show if you're available. But in the case that you're not available to join, please feel free to hit us with a hotline voicemail. Okay? Sure. Because you're involved now with the pick game. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're, you're committed. Yeah. Somewhat. I've got to give some insight. Like, you've got some skin in the game. i like got to give some insight. You're making, you're helping make the pick game happen. Sure. So Tuesday, Knicks, Utah. Out of five stars, where do we rank that? I like it because I haven't watched enough Knicks. And I like Utah. I'm always down to watch Jingles play. Let's start it out with three stars. Was that three stars? Sure, sure. Can can I throw another Tuesday game? Absolutely. Only because more than half their starting lineup is out. Clippers, Hawks. Okay. They're without Kawhi and Paul George. The health and safety protocols. That sounds like fun to watch. And they're out. Patrick Beverly. I think a Hawks. Knee injury. Um, And I hate the Hawks. So uh, they're a terrible team. So let's give that one star. (laughs) (laughs) Wednesday night. What you got? Wednesday. uh, What I have written is Chicago Memphis. Has that game already been postponed? Yes, that that would be. We, eventually, we've got to get a Grizz, a Wednesday night Grizz pick game <laughs> at some point. Uh, uh, another good Wednesday choice would be. Uh, actually, this is also like a one star Wizards Pelicans. <laughs> Two teams I don't want to watch play. Mm-mm. Thursday night. That is a fucking garbage game. Yeah. I'm I'm trying not to pick. I looked over next week's schedule, and there's a lot of teams playing each other that you, we've already watched them pit games there's a lot of like you know mm-hmm. a lot of you know a lot of utah a lot of I've denver got, a lot of i've got one go ahead now there's indy charlotte which is kind of a interesting matchup i like that a resurgent uh gordon hayward but the one yeah because mm-hmm. uh, but the one i really like is uh cleveland new york two young teams yeah 
little Thibodeau versus Bickerstaff. I could I could watch that. I could watch that. Let's go with three stars. Sure. Give it four. Give it four. Four. Give and four. what do we give Charlotte Indy? So let's go two. Keep them in the game. Sure. It's a five star. Sabonis system. might be out. Sabonis might be out. He got injured. If he's out, we're not watching it. No. Because he's there's like, no point. Saturday, there's some good games. Portland plays Chicago. With Portland's injuries and Chicago's played fairly well. That could be an interesting game. I don't need to watch that though. We'll go one star. That same night, the Lakers play Boston. Hey, the Lakers are coming in town. That's a, I mean, that's <laughs> it's a big matchup. Um, that's a nationally televised game, I assume. Probably. Two stars. Phoenix plays Dallas also. I, I mean, I could, I could, that's, I enjoy watching those games, but I feel like you've already, we've already done Phoenix. And we Dallas just did Dallas. Games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just did. We've done both those. Let's scratch. But out of all the games, all the games we've listed off so far, that's probably the one that I'd get the most enjoyment out of. But it's not about my enjoyment. Two stars. Because only it's only two stars because of repetition. Sure. Sunday games. Philly is playing Indiana. They have to have Sabonis. That was that was the game I had on Sunday too. Okay. Yeah, they've got to have Sabonis. I'm not watching a Sabonisless. Well, there's no pick game if there's no, like, bets. Yeah. Like, if that game gets canceled, I guess we can do, like, the other game on Sunday, which I have is Orlando at Toronto. That's kind of like a two-star game, Mm -hmm. though. So I don't think Orlando's as good as I think they are. But Toronto's on the come up. Toronto probably wins that game. So... Jazz Nuggets at two thirty on NBA TV on Sunday, but once again we've I feel like we've covered the shit out of Jazz and Nuggets, so it's been frequent. It's been lately. So back to the beginning. Right now it's Cleveland, New York on Friday. I like it. All right. Fuck it. Pick game. Let's go. Friday night. Cleveland at Madison Square Garden. That's our pick game of the week. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. I really do. Two, like, middle tier, like, struggling teams. Yeah. That's, our, six, that's us. 6.30 game. We are the Cleveland-New York matchup. It's a 6.30 Friday game. We're going to have to – I'm going to need your league pass password. <laughs> I gave it to you twice already. <laughs> I don't think you actually gave me your league pass password. I think you've just, like, set it in passing, like some kind of code somewhere. I'll tell like, you, like there's off always air. like there's always money in the banana stand or something. <laughs> like there's always money in the podcast studio. <laughs> that works, Nick Cavs. Let's hey, go. I think it'll be fun at the Garden. I guess I had to text Laddie and Bo about the fucking pick game next week. <laughs> I missed you guys this week. If I'll even fucking see him, I, I assume Bo will be on. Laddie is so in the air right now, and he's trying. He's got a new job. He, it's so hard for all three of us to coordinate our schedules right now. Laddie's doing what he can. He wants to be on. He will be on. 
You can't stop Laddie. It's got to be tough. I mean, you start a new job, and especially in our industry. It's still training. In our industry, well, in the restaurant industry, it's like Monday nights when, like, the new guys work. Exactly. You know? So you can't go, oh, man, I can't work Monday night because I, I got this podcast. He's got to do whatever he can just yeah. to stay employed there. Yeah. He's got to make money. I don't, I don't fault Laddie at no, all. No, it's totally like, understandable. Dude. It is what it is, you know? That's life. Priorities. And I feel like uh, at this point, he realizes what those are. And that's having money coming in. Yeah. And this doesn't produce money. So, <laughs> fuck, I get it. But you're also not going to get paid for this week, Laddie. <laughs> <laughs> no tip out. <laughs> not here. What's going on next week? Anything? Nothing. I don't have anything going on next week. Try to probably take it easy and just watch basketball and work. There's nothing. Like, we have a president now. This is great. That's the show. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Bo, Laddie, I look forward to you guys possibly being on next week. Brian, you have an open invite. If it works out, it works out. If not, I'll be disappointed again. (laughs) (laughs) But that's it. That's all we got. Guys, thanks for having me. Of course. See ya. (laughs) See ya. You don't understand. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers.